0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast
1: written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 110 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in my kitchen studio this week is my co-host, as always, Matt. Good morning. Good morning. morning. How are
2: we? Sorry, I'm I'm pressing the wrong buttons. He's he's pressing many
1: buttons. Good Good morning. Good morning. And uh, how are you on this sunny uh, morning, Matt? It is really sunny. It's really it? sunny. Yeah, you it's, know, really it's really nice. Outside. Yes, it is. Uh, ten past ten. It is the 30th of
2: April, 2016. Uh, we are in the kitchen studio this week. We've, we've, been, we've been promoted again. We're no longer in the spare room. No, we're no longer uh, in the no spare room. We're now back downstairs. Uh, yes, no, and my lovely wife's, wife's at work this week. Uh, <laughs> one massive downside <laughs> to that, however,
1: no sausage rolls. No sausage rolls. No, no. no, no we, we have no sausage rolls this week. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just lots of coffee and yeah, and indeed, stuff. yeah, here,
2: yeah, which is just very much needed today.
1: So yes, it is the uh, what are we on today? It's, a, it's the thirtieth of April is, today, yes. and the time has just gone past ten. well, it's ten past ten ish. Did you not on hear a Saturday do that morning? Yeah, now. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just repeating what you said. That's how we. That's how we do things on the show. You know what it is. The chat room has got uh, got lots of lovely people in as always. It does, good, yes, yes. Uh, good morning Feeling or good evening or good. Good, yeah. whatever. It is uh, a, t- somewhere in the world, it is a, it time, is a time of time, day. Yes. <laughs> so good day to you all good in the chat room. To Lovely yes. to see you all in there. Thanks for joining us this morning in the chat room in YouTube live. Because as you know, for those of you who listen to the audio podcast, we do a live show each week we which do. we broadcast via yeah. YouTube so um and it gives sure it gives
2: everybody who's interested in the show a way of sort of communicating with us directly when we're doing and what we doing the show and of course we've had broken st- we've had we've had stories broken to us live while we've oh, been yeah. on yeah, we have, yeah. via via yeah. the chat
1: room so um, yeah. so yeah it's uh, it's good but also this week we do have a special guest with us in the kitchen studio and uh, he's someone who uh, for those of you who watched the 100th episode uh, which we've done at the Norwich Aviation Museum at the Vulcan, uh, you would have seen uh, this particular chap there with us uh, during the show and at the end. Freezing cold. Freezing cold, yeah, <laughs> freezing cold. And, uh, yeah, he was there with us, and um, he's also a chap that's also going to, uh, to a very um, posh uh, fly school. <laughs> In the UK very soon to get Posh. his pilot's licence because uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the best thing to do in the world well, is to get your licence so, yes. really. So, so I believe, yes. So uh, <laughs> welcome into the kitchen studio, David Corston. Hello everyone, um, it's good to be
0: here. Um, I'm sorry to everyone in the chat room they were kind of guessing that I might have been Captain Jeff or yeah. Nick, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm afraid it's only me uh, that you'll have to make do. Yeah. But no, it's good to be here, exciting. It's strange to see it from the other side. Yeah. See uh, how it all works, <laughs> but we'll see. It should be a good show.
2: Essentially, basically, when you walk into the studio, it's Carl's got his couple of bits and pieces, and I'm surrounded by alarming amounts of technology. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works.
1: My Myla remembers you David. You yeah. remember I'm, you? I'm glad to say I'm a lot warmer now than <laughs> yes. I was on the 100th episode. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> yeah. freezing. But, it was absolutely it freezing. was cold cold. Yeah. Mind
2: you mind you you say as I say you say that the, the best thing about it was that it was such an iconic location to be oh, doing yeah. it from. I mean yeah. there're not yeah. many people who say they broadcast live from a Vulcan. And you episode. got a chance you got a chance to go in the Vulcan, didn't
0: you? Yeah yeah, yeah I had a look. A yeah I think I've got to say your 200th episode is going to take some beating. Oh, I don't God.
2: know what you're going to do for that <laughs>
1: um, we we actually were talking about that last week were him out what what, what are, are we, we going to do? <laughs> yeah, what we gonna, yeah, I, I still think Amsterdam, personally. But that's yeah, just, that's yeah. just me. We'll we'll go and we'll go and see Miler and uh, yeah. gate crash Miler's uh, pad, yeah, and yeah. do a, do the do the two hundred show from there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, today, uh, if you are watching live on YouTube today, David is in charge of the chat room. Okay? Yeah, David. So David's keeping an eye yeah, on the chat he's room. He's signed in as us, and he he, he should is, be yeah. uh, he should be uh, looking after that for us, making sure that we don't miss. Any any important comments that come through?
0: I'll, I'll try my best. I think it might be a bit easier without
1: um, Pip and Al here. I think <laughs> yeah, it it yeah, might yeah, be a bit better. a bit calmer show. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Slightly less uh, racy. I yeah, think, the, the, the the feedback <laughs> is still coming in quite uh, nicely <laughs> from the from the <laughs> yeah, uh, show. We yeah. done with uh, Al and, uh, yeah, and Pip. In fact, actually, was i was very find.
2: lucky because I got to meet up with him. You you were absolutely seething. Yes. I I was this
1: this week. I've been on a, on a late shift, so uh, I've been. working Working evenings, and uh, this week, uh, which is his favourite shift by the way, he loves working evenings. He never ever mentions how, how much he doesn't like it. I, I dislike <laughs> you slightly more now. Yeah. And uh, this this week, Matt uh, managed to get across to the city of Norwich. Yes, yes, long distance. And uh, long distance for us is twenty minutes at least. Mm. And uh, he actually got to meet up with uh, with Pip. I did, and uh, you, you went and had a beer with Pip I did actually, yes, yeah, yeah, well, I, I had a diet coke here oh, you, diet know, coke. you know was well, because well, well, because it,
2: it was a little bit late, it was only about eight o'clock, I think when we made met up, so we both we both had a sort of like a weak beer, and then it was uh, and then it was onto the diet Cokes from there on in because he was he was working the following morning, and so was I, but uh, yeah, no, so I took him to the Murderers in norwich if you if you've ever been to Norwich, Murderers is a nice pub, by the way, so I thought well we're going to going to take our guests somewhere mm. um, that sort of It sort of says everything that you need to say about Norwich. The murderers is a good place to go. But
1: Pip was starting a six-day rotation from 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 our Norwich, from our airport here. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, going to all sorts of locations. Yeah, he's going everywhere. Yeah, he's Gloucester, I think, was one of
2: them as well. He's really, really living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: hello to to Ray Davis in the chat room. Good morning to you, Ray, uh, uh, over there. And uh, yeah, we did see the Connie photo. Actually, I did see the uh, the, the uh, constellation, Lockie constellation photo that was uh, that was sent to us. Very good. Because oh, cool. they've got all the wonderful air shows going on, which uh, Steve and Grant are um, covering. Over in Australia, aren't they? Oh, at the of moment. course, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Both very busy at the moment, aren't they? They are very busy.
1: Yeah. So, we better start things off. We yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we've got lots of news. Mm. We've got um, the, the usual commercial news. We've got some military news and air show uh, bits and pieces, because the air show season has sort of kicked off this weekend yep. here in the UK. Um, and we're going to have a chat with David all about his, uh, well, his, the start of his long Flying career. career hopefully, Flying hopefully, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, we're going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt. Uh, yes, yes,
2: I'm as ready as I'll ever be.
1: David? I think so, yeah, let's go. For it. <laughs> let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story on the Telegraph site, this one. And uh, the Twitter tweets, that's what I've I got to turn the Twitter notifications right. off. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get those all through the show, no doubt. So the, uh, the first story then uh, is a serious story. This one uh, was sadly in the news yesterday. And it's regarding uh, a helicopter crash here yeah. uh, uh, over in Norway. And, and 13 dead, including one Briton. And uh, so uh, the British chap was among 13 people confirmed dead yesterday after a helicopter servicing the Norwegian oil fields crashed near the western city of Bergen, uh, the Foreign Office confirmed last night. The uh, helicopter in question, a Eurocopter EC225 that was uh, chartered by Statoil, the Norwegian oil major, was also carrying 11 Norwegians and an Italian when it suffered a catastrophic failure and broke up in mid-air shortly after noon near the small island of Turri. Uh, Civil aviation data showed the helicopter had plummeted 2,100 feet, uh, which is 640 meters, in just 10 seconds, leaving the wreckage strewn across both sea and land. Morten Cronin, a Norwegian police spokesman, said the helicopter was totally smashed. Uh, They were searching uh, yesterday in hope of finding survivors, uh, but uh, we, we, I mean, I looked at Sky News this morning, they um, sadly haven't found any um, survivors of the crash. Yeah. Uh, the helicopter had been on its way back from uh, Gulfax B, an oil field operated by Stat Oil. Uh, it's a very small island, and uh, helicopter parts uh, where the crash site is are spread uh, partly on the land and some in the sea. Uh, a spokesman for the energy firm wrote on Twitter at uh, 20 past 12 yesterday afternoon, uh, Stat Oil received notification of a helicopter accident, and the helicopter was en route, uh, from Gullfax B to Bergen and uh, a foreign office spokesman um, said that officials had uh, offered the support to the families uh, of the British national who was sadly on board and died uh, in the helicopter crash and uh, the thoughts uh, obviously from us, us here in the studio mm-hmm. obviously with all those affected by this, uh, this terrible crash um, but, Matt, you were um, online and you've uh, managed to yeah, find video. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, video.
2: loads of photos and stuff doing, doing the rounds at the moment. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've, I found this really, which uh, I noticed BBC News was running this morning as well. So we'll, we'll run it out as well now. Just, just obviously for, for legal purposes, just to say that this was lifted from the mirror.co.uk website this morning um and uh so if you are listening in the podcast and you want to see this i'm sure if i'm not being funny if you're listening to the show you're a big aviation geek you'll know all about this but for the benefit of those who are watching and listening in the chat room uh, on youtube today this is the video that we found and it, as uh, tony quite rightly said in the chat room it's quite shocking because the uh the rotor blades basically they're they're there in one one unit aren't they they are yeah, they are yeah. the blades are all still attached to themselves but they've somehow come adrift from the actual helicopter body itself terrible. I terrible. mean that really is quite awful I don't I don't even know how that's even possible frankly but um.
1: so the EC225 Super Puma uh, helicopter passenger transport helicopter is very very widely used uh, within the oil industry mm. uh, in Europe um, for flying uh, guys out to the rigs and the various um, oil um, platforms uh, in the sea uh, first flew in November 2000, and uh, was introduced into service in December 2004. Um, primary users being CHC helicopters, uh, there's been 150 plus uh, of those built uh, since it came online, and. Um, yeah it's it's terrible news really it um, is. totally terrible it is. news
2: so I mean well and, uh, I've just been corrected actually in the in the chat room I've, I've been told off because it's actually connections not just one connection so several things have failed essentially in order mm. for, for something like, like that to happen but, um, but it's guess- actually
1: manufactured by Airbus helicopters right. yeah Airbus helicopters okay. manufacture the EC225 so, so we, we
2: need well we, we uh, it's like all these things isn't it we need more information at, the, at this stage we, as to what's actually occurred but uh, horrific Really, um, and uh, I'm delighted to say not something that we've ever seen before
1: no hopefully they'll get to the bottom of yeah. uh, of, of what of what's going on here yeah. Very sad news indeed. Mm. So um, we'll uh, well, we'll keep our eyes on that story. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, so moving so. on to the next story, which uh, is a special one just for Matt. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> David knows exactly <laughs> what it is.
2: Back to the uh, sort of like the, the back to the norm, as we were like slightly lighter. Uh, well, I say lighter. Actually, this is not a great story. Uh, reading it, it's from the Liverpool Echo, and as it's story number two, that means one thing and one thing alone. That means it's a Ryanair story, and uh, the headline is: Passengers arrested after Ryanair flight. From Liverpool to Spain is forced to land in France um, which uh, we're getting more and more of these stories they're never good news are they so as the two passengers were arrested after a Ryanair flight from Liverpool to Spain was forced to land in France at 6.45 a.m. Uh, the 6.45 a.m. flight sorry to Alicante had to stop in uh, Limoges. is it Limoges? I don't know I'm probably saying it wrong anyway David central no. France <laughs> uh, so that the, these disruptive passengers could be removed from the plane The uh, aircraft then took off again and flew the the rest of the way to southern Spain. Ryanair apologised for the inconvenience but said it would not tolerate unruly or disruptive behaviour. A spokesman said the flight from Liverpool to Alicante diverted to uh, central france after two passengers became disruptive in flight the aircraft landed normally and police removed and detained these passengers before the aircraft departed to alicante uh, we will not tolerate unruly or disruptive behavior at any time and we sincerely apologize to other customers for any inconvenience caused the safety and comfort of our pass- of our customers crew and aircraft is our number one priority and it's just more and more of these stories uh, w- whether it's just because we're more aware of them perhaps now, I don't know. And you uh, want to go
1: into this industry, David? Yeah, <laughs> somehow. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I, must, I flew with Ryanair not long ago. Um, oh, you went to Dublin? Was yeah, it Dublin? I went yeah, to Dublin yeah, yeah. with Ryanair. Um, and, you know, the flight was absolutely fine, but uh, a lot of these trips, are, people are unruly and everything. And to get to the point where they've got to land in France yeah, um, yeah, when, when they were going, it must have been... A fair,
1: a it was fairly um, a three hours, fairly serious it, to, mm. to
2: Alicante something like that three, yeah three it must be three hours right. Yeah, something yeah. like that
1: to get to Alicante it's, it's yeah. not good
2: but as you say we're getting more and more of these stories aren't we where, where people are the are
1: trouble is people get I think people, a lot of people get sort of uh, inebriated before they yeah. board the flight it's not so much yeah. when they're on board because obviously the crew keep an eye on what's being sold uh, drinks wise it's before they board the aircraft, and then yeah. like most people should know that you know, when, when you climb the, uh, you know, the, when you reach altitude, yeah. you know, a drink alcohol has a, has a, a slightly different effect <coughs> yeah. uh, to the human body uh, uh, from what it does when you're. I mean, I have a slightly the
2: controversial theory on this, which I'm probably going to get shot down for, but um,
1: you see, I think
2: one of the problems is is that al- alcohol is ridiculously expensive on the plane Yeah. And I, I genuinely think that that's part of the problem because people are having several drinks in the airport before they get on board because they want to have a few beers. Because let's be honest, a lot of us are going away for things like stag do's and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, and I actually think if they made it so that people didn't mind buying the alcohol on the airplane, they probably wouldn't have anywhere near these kind of problems. Do you know what I mean? And also the aircraft on on board would then be able to sort of maybe regulate it a bit better because at the end of the day a faceless person in weather spoons at say Stansted Airport isn't necessarily going to care quite so much They're all all they care about is how much alcohol they've sold mm. so I, I think the answer for me personally and as I say the chat room will probably attack me like mad now but is maybe make the alcohol on, on the actual aircraft a little bit more cost effective and affordable and then people might enjoy mm, a drink yeah. while they were in the air rather than getting tanked up before they got on the air. no online. there is method to the madness yeah, I, I, mean, I see Matt
1: I completely agree.
0: I think in my experience, um, I don't know if I'm ashamed to say, but that's what most of us do, really. You have a few drinks before you leave, well, even yeah. if it is early in the morning, let's, let's face facts. Yeah. It's
2: the only time I've ever drunk cider at 6am, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just when I'm going on holiday. I, my, I, I done this. I've I done even, the same. I even I've shocked same. my own mother. I even <laughs> shocked my own mother because I was sat there. She was drinking a coffee. Uh, anybody who knows my mum will know that's a very unusual thing. And I was sat there with a pint of um, Aspels.
1: Uh, at six am, they fly Yeah, you, you laugh, but if you if you get it right and you get the uh, the vouchers and stuff online, there's, a, there's a, a something called the number one lounge at Stansted Airport here in the UK. Um, it's a lounge where you can you can pay a, um, a certain amount. I think it's twenty five or 30, 30 quid. Yeah. Um, but you can have fast track security and yep. you can get access to the lounge okay. and you get food and drink. Right. And part of the deal is that you can have any alcoholic beverage included in that price as, as much as you like. Really? And even, even I've sat at the uh, gate at Stansted waiting to fly to Malt with, with Ryanair, because their gate is like 15,000 miles, miles away, away yeah, from, yeah. From, <laughs> from everywhere else. <laughs> uh, and I've sat there at, at half past five in the morning with a, with a glass of um, scotch.
2: Oh, what yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> is so, what is so class? But only one, one? Yeah, 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 only
1: one. I do stop at one. yeah Only um, you, only you, be sat there with scotch, though. To be fair, uh, Mila, myla's actually put in the chat room. She said that, uh, that she had a flight yesterday where a group of thirty stag uh, guys were very much drunk already. Really? Um, yeah, but uh, but but hopefully they were they were good, well behaved boys. I think so.
0: I think a part of it might also be that. Flying is becoming like normal. It's not a special, it's so, yeah. such a normal everyday yeah, thing true. that it's, not, that it's not considered to be well, a special and, and, occasion.
2: And we have the likes of Ryanair and things to thank for that because they have made, um, you know, air travel, you know, something that even I can afford. And, <laughs> you know, it, it is, it is, it's got a lot to do with that. So, I mean, you know, they're almost a victim of their own success. But nevertheless, there's no okay. reason to be absolutely tanked up, is there, no. before you get on no. an aeroplane. Uh, the chat room has been surprisingly kind to me.
1: I'm quite oh, uh, surprised. I was the, <laughs> I was watching hello, hello, Paul Tricker. Paul's, uh, Paul's in the chat in the chat room. Uh, the uh, next story on breaking travel news site and the headline: Delta uh, Airlines has placed a 75 uh, aircraft order for the C series uh, with Bombardier or. Bombardier, bombardier yeah. as Matt Sorry. likes to call them. <laughs> it's 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 the beer. That's why
3: I do I know it. it's, it's
1: a Bombardier. So Delta Airlines uh, will continue its narrow bodied fleet renewal with the state-of-the-art uh, Bombardier C Series, providing <laughs> providing for added network flexibility with more fuel-efficient <laughs> mainline aircraft. The uh, U.S. launch customer. Uh, who are Delta, uh, put the firm order for 75 CS100s and will allow the company to cost-effectively reshape and up-gauge its narrow-bodied fleet, uh, providing an improved customer experience and better cost efficiency while maintaining a focus on prudent capital in uh, deployment. Uh, They've said that as they reshape the fleet for the future, The uh, innovative onboard (laughs) experience of the C-Series is a perfect complement for the top-notch service provided by uh, every day by Delta People, said Ed Bastian. You've got a scotch in your coffee, haven't you? I think I I have, yes. Uh, The new aircraft are a solid investment, allowing us to take advantage of superior operating economics network flexibility and best-in-class fuel performance. Uh, this transaction is part of Delta's domestic strategy to upgauge the fleet, allowing the company to achieve its long-term financial targets, including 15% EPS growth and generation of four billion dollars to five billion dollars in free cash flow annually, while replacing less eff- uh, less efficient <laughs> domestic yeah, aircraft. Yeah. What is in this uh, coffee? I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, scotch. I've already told you.
1: Uh, with the order of the C-series, <laughs> Delta will no longer induct the E190 into its fleet as planned. Powered by Pratt & Whitney's latest geared turbofan PW1500G engine the CS100 takes advantage of uh, of advanced technology and composite materials designed to deliver an expected 20% improvement in fuel efficiency over similar sized aircraft when it enters service with Delta in the spring of 2018. The reduced noise emissions from the C-Series aligns Delta with uh, broader goal to reduce the airline's environmental footprint. And uh, the story goes on there. But, I mean, this is uh, good news for Bombardier because uh, every week we cover stories with uh, Airbus and Boeing mm. getting huge orders yeah. from various airlines. And it's nice to see that, that uh, Bombardier, because uh, they have had a bit of um, a trouble over the last few months, Bombardier, you know, with, uh, with jobs and stuff. I think it's good to see that they've got, um, they've got you know, confirmed orders, especially from Delta as well. Yeah because it, uh, it might only grow, so um, have, you, have you flown with Delta, David? I, I
0: think I may have when I was very young, um, it was a good experience, but I was just going to say about the story, it's good that I think there's some more competition for Airbus and uh, Boeing, because yes. we don't want them to get um, kind of uh, lazy and everything, there's going to be a bit more competition, so it might drive prices down for the other airliners, so I think it's certainly good news all around, really.
1: Yeah, and Delta's fleet are fairly, they have got quite an old fleet. Yeah. Especially the narrow bodied fleet, uh are fairly old and also some of their wide bodied fleet. I mean we flew home on a seven six seven four hundred in February and that was the, it was fairly old. Very varied fleet as well, isn't it after yeah. like a mixed fleet. Yeah, yeah. Next story is
2: uh, all yes, yours. Yes, the
0: next story Ooh. that would be me. Uh, bit of a follow-on Oh from hello last story. Right.
2: Okay. Uh, yes, so this is on Flight Global, and the headline is Delta Follows C-Series Deal with A321 Order. So uh, Delta Airlines has ordered 37 more Airbus A321s, disclosing the deal a day after it committed to a 125 <laughs> Bombardier CS100s. That's a bit strange. Oh. Uh, the U.S. carrier has uh, two A321s in its fleet and 43 on order from previous agreements. Atlanta-based Delta says that the 80 on-order aircraft will be delivered through 2019. Incoming Chief Executive uh, Ed Bastian says that in a statement that the order for the A321s is an opportunistic fleet move no, dear, dear I think I've got Scotch in mine as well now, uh, move that enables us to produce strong returns and cost effectiveness and cost, effe- <laughs> cost effectively <laughs> accelerate the retirement of Delta's one hundred and sixteen MD 88s in a capital efficient manner. The A three twenty one three twenty ones I really can't talk today, can I God, <laughs> the A three twenty ones will be powered by CFM International, CFM? Five, six engines. I'm going to be terrible on the military stories this week, aren't I? On, on the 28th of April, Delta announced a firm order for 75 CS100s and options on another 50 of the clean sheet Bombardier narrow narrow body. As we were saying just earlier, it's now been it's now placed uh, its third order for a 321s having committed to 30 in September 2013 and another 15 in June 2014. Delta Delta will introduce its first A321 21 flights between atlanta and orlando on the 2nd of may and i think i need to go and have a lie down in a darkened
1: room <laughs> so uh, obviously delta here then <laughs> committing to uh, to this uh, the 321 i mean delta there's a huge mixed fleet like you were just saying david they've got i mean a lot of airlines tend to stick with the same manufacturer uh, manufacture of aircraft for uh, for cost reasons and stuff but delta obviously uh I think Delta are so huge. They've got so many uh, operating bases and, and maintenance hubs. They can yeah. probably, th- yeah,
0: they can. I think they're going to drive the prices down because of the size of the company. I mean, mm. everyone's going to want to supply um, planes to Delta, and it's, yeah. if they can get all their planes from like a, a mixed fleet at the right price, then then good for them. Really, it's mm. um good news. It's, it's,
2: it's got to be good news for. Um, you know, as I say, for any industry, for, like, for any aircraft, oh, yeah, for any jobs. builder, yeah. you know, you get a big company like Delta come and show interest. I mean, it's great news. As I, say, I was saying with the earlier story with Bombardier, I mean, it's great news for them that, that Delta feel, you know, that a big, um, you know, that, that, uh, that, that their planes are suitable for such a such a such a well-known um,
1: airline. So, David, the next story is all yours. Oh,
0: let me just that. Right, it's um, Qatar.
1: Qatar, not Qatar. Qatar, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Qatar Airways uh, turns to Boeing as A320neo woes mount. Um, so Qatar Airways um, is considering acquiring B737 Next Gen aircraft from Boeing, following uh, persistent delays in the resolution of the A320neo's its uh, teething problems. So CEO Akbar Al Bakr told a news conference in Dubai this week uh, that the Qatari national carrier may refuse delivery of up to six A320neo airframes mm-hmm. owing to problems with the aircraft's hydraulics and software. Um, according to uh, Reuters, the problem, uh, problems relate in particular to increased noise created by a hydraulic pump uh, when taxiing on one engine. Um, in addition, some aircraft's hydraulic systems have also experienced overheating. Uh, that's not good. No, uh, the woes are the latest in a series of headaches for Airbus industry, um, not least of which is the troublesome PW1100G uh, power plant, whose own glitches uh, Pratt & Whitney has now pledged to solve by the end of the year. Uh, but in the event uh, said deadline is missed, Al Baker said that Qatar Airways may have no other option but to switch to the CFM56-powered uh, B737 in order to meet its, gro- its growth targets. While the A320neo offers a choice of two power plants, uh, the PW1100G and the CFM Leap-1A, the latter will only be available for commercial use from later next year, too late for Qatar Airways' needs. Meanwhile, during the same news conference, Al Bakr also warned that Qatar Airways could back out of a deal to acquire a 49% stake in the Meridiana Fly Group should the Ceridinian firm fail to lay off up to half of its workforce as required. This is not a very nice story to give a guess with all these horrible
2: words and stuff. (laughs) You you two are both a bit tongue twisted, so so it's okay.
0: Um, A decision will be taken by the end of June, he said. Uh, Qatar Airways has also the option of acquiring a 25% stake, scalable to 49% in
1: Royal Air, Morocco. He added. Awesome. So Qatar then um, they're, well, they're it could be bad news for uh, airbus if they decide to um you know really? pull or pull away all the orders and stuff from that yeah, from the A320neo b- big
0: order loss from qatar You wouldn't want to get yep. on the on the bad side of them you want to keep them happy as much I as you know. can so to lose
1: that order would be would it be a bit like Del-
2: delta pulling out with someone wouldn't it again what yeah. like we were saying earlier or, or if so. you had
1: someone like emirates yeah pulling out of buying yeah. the A380s because you know, they are the world's biggest A380, uh, you know, mm. user. It's also good news, I think, for Boeing, because I think the
0: A320 has had a bit of a head start, or a yeah, bit, yeah. Had a, a better start anyway. A better start, yeah. yeah uh, than the 737 next gen. So it's, it's good that a big carrier is certainly interested, and we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: yeah Qatar, lovely, lovely airline, lovely airline. You've flown, Very, before, flown with you? Qatar, yeah. yeah, on one of their aged A330s. <laughs> very old A330 but no they they staff were wonderful really nice cabin crew and stuff on on their aircraft very really? nice yeah yeah very very polite very yeah, very nice yeah. next story on flight global and yemen airlines signs for 10 737 800s uh, the chinese carrier yemen airlines has finalized an order uh, for Bo- uh, with boeing for 10 737-800s the order is valued at $960 million at list prices, uh, says the manufacturer. The aircraft are scheduled to be delivered between 2017 and 2018, says the parent uh, company China Southern Airlines, in a stock exchange statement. It adds that the acquisition will be funded by internal source resources as well as uh, through commercial bank loans. And Flight Global's Ascend Fleet's database shows that Yemen uh, operates a fleet of 135 Boeing jets, uh, comprising of uh, 125 737s, uh, 6 787s, and 4 757s. And last December, the airline also signed uh, with Boeing uh, for 30 737 MAX aircraft as well. Nice. I must just very quickly say, actually, uh, we
2: have a new listener in the chat room. Oh, wow. Yeah, we do. Yeah, chat by the name of J- Jacob. So, hello, Jacob. He's a long-time listener, first time watching it live. Really? So, well done to Jacob. Where, hello, where is, welcome.
1: Where is, Jacob? Where is uh, Jacob? Jacob,
2: I think he's from Down Under, I think, from what I understand. Uh, more people from Down Under, Glenn, has just posted. So, uh, Oh, so I brilliant. If he's, he's brilliant. Well, thanks it, for joining
1: us, Jacob. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, well done. Um, so sorry so had to yes, put you, so off, no, your, uh, no, put you off your fine, flow fine fine <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, back uh, to Yemen <laughs> another huge order then for Boeing uh, <laughs> the, the Dash 800 this is obviously um, uh, the same uh, type uh, of series of aircraft that Ryanair use as you know the 800 Indeed, series yes, yeah. very popular I think this has been probably their most popular uh, series of the, the next gen 7.3 isn't it David as yeah the, I think uh, so yeah. it's,
0: it's good to see the orders finally picking up for it after they have invested obviously a fair amount of money into it um, mm. but no yeah. it's good news it's, it's it's almost surprisingly. Really. I was hoping that there would be some orders coming in uh, mm. for the Boeing for the seven three seven, and um, it looks and like the there max. Is, so. Yeah,
2: because yeah, Ryanair have yeah. ordered the
0: Max as well,
1: haven't they? Which would yeah, be good. When that, exactly. when that comes You'd have been
2: very proud of me, actually, on on um, whichever night it was where I went and where I went and met up with Pip, actually, because I managed to identify an aircraft without the aid of my <laughs> top Trumps cards. You'd no. be very proud of me. I know. <laughs> really. I can't remember what we were talking about. And I just went, oh, that was a seven three wasn't it? And he just sort of sat back in his. <laughs> <like
1: that. laughs> he it, says, doing a visual transformation. it's rubbing recall. off on yeah. you. I know, finally. I know, absolutely.
2: <laughs> anyway, yes, <laughs> the sorry. next story. Uh, yes, next story. That uh, that would be um, on the chaviation.com. Who's that? Who's CH Aviation? I don't know. It's it a news, t- news Anyway, news, CH Aviation, and uh, the headline is Etihad Partner or Etihad? Is it Etihad or Etihad? Etihad. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So Etihad Partner, um, something I can't pronounce. This could be fine. Alitalia. Alitalia. Oh right. So Etihad. Oh dear. Shall I start that, that one again? <laughs> so Etihad Partner, Alatea, Alitalia. 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 Oh. As in <laughs> al Italia. Exactly. There we go. go. Al-Italia. Right, shall I start again? Start again. Okay. okay. Etihad partner, Al-Italia, uh, studying possible stake in Air Malta. <gasps> Following months of speculation about a possible tie-up with Etihad, Etihad Airways uh, and uh, Al-Italia uh, has come forward and announced it, it's signed a memorandum of understanding with the board of directors of Air Malta and the government of Malta to complete a comprehensive due diligence with the possible intention of becoming a 49% stakeholder in the Maltese airline. Uh, Alitalia is 49% owned by Etihad. Uh, There are strong cultural and uh, commercial bonds between Italy and Malta, and this MOU is a first... Uh, and important step but we will only make a decision once we have completed an exhaustive examination of a possible deal alitalia ceo uh ceo uh, kramner ball said we will need to establish uh, unequivocally that a deal with air malta will not undermine the progress of our three-year turnaround program or prejudice our financial position ball added that with alitalia on track to attain profitability by 2017 There was a need to consider further plans, hence the interest in Air Malta. As such, given Malta's proximity to Italy, uh, Alitalia will study how Air Malta can complement Alitalia's strategic growth plans, especially in areas such as southern Italy. The future of the commercial aviation industry has to be one of consolidation and for us us to prosper, we must examine opportunities where we believe we can offer a wider reach for our customers, he said. Air Malta Chairwoman Maria Malas-Malef, I think, Mikalef. Mikalef. We'll go with Mikalev? Mikalev. okay. Uh, Apologies to the lovely Maria, if I have got it wrong. Said that the negotiations were at an early stage and that the state-owned company company, uh, would cease talks with other airlines now that an MOU with Alitalia has been signed. The carrier uh, uh, hopes to continue... Uh, to uh, the, the due diligence by the end of July, following which the boards of Alitalia and Air Malta will then make a decision on whether to proceed with an undertaking. Air Malta currently operates a fleet of three A319 100s and seven A320 200s on flights to 30 destinations in Italy, Germany, France, Switzerland, Russia, and the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, Australia, uh, Chechnya, and Belgium. It is in the process of Restructuring the operations aimed at cutting years of heavy losses. such As such, a potential tie-up with Alitalia is expected to ease the Maltese carrier's cost base and increase its overall profitability given access to greater economies of scale.
1: I love this story.
2: Well, it's just because it's got the word Malta in it. See any reason because,
1: because it's my second <laughs> home. <laughs> No, a fan, a fan, a, well, I'm just biased anyway, but, but uh, No Air Malt are such a, they're such a good airline, yeah. and uh, they're one of the few, I wouldn't say they're, they're a low-cost airline as such, because they are the, the country's own airline, but yeah. they their flights are sometimes cheaper than Ryanair's and EasyJets. Really? And we're flying with them in June this year. Uh, back to Malta, but with them you get 20 kilos of uh, suit uh, suitcase right. included in the price. Oh, okay. No add-ons. Oh, okay. No extra how fees. Great. It's included in the
3: price.
2: We've we got to develop another outside broadcast, ever? Is that what you're we off do. to Malta again? <laughs> oh well, hope,
1: hopefully we'll see what how things roll. But we may, uh, me and Matt might go to the Malta Air Show in September this year. It, it does if, make uh, you
0: wonder, though, slightly that uh, obviously they've had years of heavy losses. and, and Carlos, you're saying what a great airline they are You get free baggage allowance yep. and everything. Like that, yeah, yeah. but if that's eating away at their like uh, that their overheads and yeah, and they're more fuel burn because of that, even we can sit here and say that they're they're a good airline, obviously. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> how many people are going to go for them because they're a better airline? Carlos is crying the way, now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you could go with Ryanair or EasyJet or whoever else because yeah. it's cheaper, because that's... All most people care about
1: is the ticket price, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But they, they are, if you, if you catch them right, they are, sometimes they are half the price flights. Look, yeah, but their, with the baggage allowance,
2: as, as he's saying, the thing is, is though, I mean, i got very used to packing hand luggage when I go on holiday. Mm. So I don't, I don't, you know, I'd almost rather, as you say, perhaps... If, oh, if you, you, still if get your, you still get your still 10
1: kilos with, with Air Muller for hand yeah, luggage. Right, I've got 10 kilos. Yes, yeah, so right. you get 10 kilos. Wow. Wow. Uh, and you get twenty kilos for your, for your um, your your, bulk, your hold uh, yeah. baggage as well but but it, so but it
2: sounds like things are very much on the up, doesn't it? It sounds like they, they are sort of hopefully well hopefully by next year they will be back in profit and mm. and um, then the, the the great deals can continue it's actually, really.
1: actually go you know on the similar sort of lines of, of, of the airline itself, Luca Airport in Malta is becoming quite a uh, a, a hub now. Uh, yeah. Emirates run flights out of there quite a few days during the week. Uh, to Dubai, and quite a few of the larger, larger air, like the, uh, you know, the um, sort of Emirates and Qatar and that do, they, you know, they fly out of uh, of Malta. I, I should just say a very good morning to Neville, who's just
3: joined
2: us in the chat room. Mr. Bow Yeah, Mr. bow There's plenty of cars from the 1970s there in Malta, he says. There <laughs> certainly is.
1: You can always tell when Neville's in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> so next story uh, is all yours, David. Right, let's see. Right, this is uh,
0: from the uh, Flight Flight Global website, and it's uh, French startup Air 2 sets time frame for launch. So Air 2 is planning to begin operations within 12 to 18 months. Uh, Speaking to Flight Global at the Roots Europe conference in Krakow today, um, founding partner Bruno Buell. Sorry, I'm not French. But, He'll uh, but be me, Bruno from now. Just go with Bruno. Bruno <laughs> we'll with Bruno, yes. <laughs> right, Found Bruno. <laughs> founding partner Bruno said the French startup carrier was seeking to source two to three aircraft with between 140 and 160 seats, such as an Airbus 319, um, and then grow the fleet to 10 to 12 units within three years. Bruno describes Air2 as uh, still a project and not yet fully established company. Um, he says investors are being sought at the moment. Air2 will, he adds, be a traditional low-cost carrier operating across Europe, uh, but will not, uh, but will not a hard discu- will not be a hard discount operator. Rather, its model will be similar to EasyJets, Ryanair's, and Vol- voilà. Volaté's.
1: Volat. Volotea. There
0: we go. Um, though the new carrier will be positioned as a French company for sure, with its first base in the country, it will seek to add a station elsewhere as it grows. Um, Air 2 aims to operate um, domestic flights as the network in France is underdeveloped for sure, mm. uh, but also intends to ply international routes. Bruno suggests that there are opportunities for triangular flights such as Rome, Dortmund and
2: Nantes. Mm. See, so, yeah, now this is... See,
1: Air, Air 2, though, I've, I've just been, while David's been talking, I've just been trying to see if I could find out like, some more information on Air 2 itself. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's, it's not yet been established, fully established yet, mm. but there's... There's actually not a lot online at all about the, the startup right. airline. Although in New Zealand, uh, there is actually an airline called air there dot com <laughs> who are a scheduled <laughs> yeah, sad, are a sad, scheduled and charter. Uh, schedule and charter uh, New Zealand airline called air to there right. .com.
0: I hope Carlos, you haven't just scuppered Bruno's plans. Yeah. No.
1: Oh no. no. Oh yeah. no. Suddenly there's a lawsuit coming his way. Well. <laughs> Should, Should yeah, have done some research. research. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've uh, literally just found it on there. Uh, there's nothing so on Wikipedia at all. Do they have uh,
2: like? Do, do France already have a uh, sort of like a, a well, Ryanair? Um, but do they have a
0: Ryanair stroke EasyJet equivalent? if you like, to what we've got. Not that I, I can think don't of, off the top of my head. No. Certainly yeah. not a well-known one. I'm probably going to be put right here in the chat room, but I certainly can't think of one
1: currently. Yeah,
2: it, it suggests that there, there could be space in the market then, perhaps, for something similar. I'll leave, I'll leave you guys to, to look that up then, shall I? No, <laughs> <That's> I, <I've
1: laughs> ju- I'm just quickly looking on here. And, um,
0: oh, I have found one quickly, <laughs> online,
2: uh, well well
1: multitasking done. here, Hop,
0: um, Hop Airline. Oh, yeah, uh, Hop. Just having a look here. Oh, okay. This is good research. This is good planning. Yeah, it's good yeah. planning yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just from a brief look though, it does look like there is one called Hop, Hop Airlines. Um yeah. I think it may well be owned by Air France or they have cause Yeah, they they're, they're is. located right, on, it's the on the subsidiary yeah. so, thereof, yeah. 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 So, so
2: well, it suggests that I mean, they can, if I'm, um, well, it may mean they don't have too much trouble finding backers, perhaps, if there is space in the market. Because it is tough. I mean, yeah. starting
1: a new airline from scratch yeah. is gosh, is yeah. really, really tough to yeah. you, to put these things into place and to to have all the infrastructure and yeah. get the routes, uh, which Definitely. obviously cost a lot of money to to buy or, go, mm. or to buy slots at airports. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, if that's they're gonna go going
0: to go for major airports as well, we all know the cheapest slots are the ones that are not so well known. Airports yeah. so that might be what they have to aim for, unless it's again. Norwich,
2: which is still un- <laughs> very unknown but ridiculously no. expensive for anyone to fly into and
1: out of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, next story on that Flight Global's website, we'll and uh, the headline China Eastern uh, signs for 35 A350s and 787 9s. So China Eastern Airlines has signed uh, for 20 Airbus A350-900s and 15 Boeing 787-9s as part of a long-haul fleet modernization program. The airline says in a filing to the Shanghai Stock Exchange that it is taking delivery of the A350s in batches from 2018 to 2022. All the A350s are exclusively powered by Rolls-Royce Trent XWB engines. Uh, two aircraft will arrive in 2018, three in 2019, and two in 2020 before the remaining 13 are introduced in 2021 to 22. China Eastern adds that it will receive the 787-9s over the period from 2018 to 2021. It is not given an engine selection for the Boeing jets. Uh, four 787s will be delivered in 2018, followed by six in 2019, and the other five in 2020 21. The Long Haul Renewal uh, Restore's commitment to the 787 lost in 2011, when China Eastern ditched a 787 order in favor of the 737. As part of the fleet upgrade program, the carrier is to withdraw 12 Airbus A330s and six Boeing 767s from service. It values the A350 deal at just under $6 million and the 787 agreement at $3.9 billion, uh, but says that uh, the airframers have granted significant concessions because obviously we all know that airlines don't pay the price that is on the ticket. Uh, which most people don't do these no. days. Uh, but no, no, good news then for Boeing and Airbus, mm. for sure there. Um,
0: it appears they're kind of like hedging their bets slightly with ordering both from the, Air, the uh, Airbus A350 um, and the, the Dreamliner from Boeing, kind of maybe playing them off a little bit against each other just to, yeah, to I wonder see if how you they lower the yeah. prices yeah. maybe. It would yeah. yeah. be
1: interesting to be in, in the meeting there, wouldn't it, to see um, you know, with, with Airbus and Boeing at how much... Uh, I mean, how much going to do that for? I mean, I can get that <laughs> yeah. from from Boeing yeah. for for twenty dollars less. <laughs> yeah,
2: I should. Just, it's, it's worth pointing out at this point: going shopping with Carlos is an absolute nightmare. By the way, because he will never ever and I mean never buy the buy the ticket price. No, He'll never no, pay what it says no. on the ticket. No, it's a nightmare. Obviously. Terrible. Yeah, if you no. go even in Morrison's, you have to sort of allow an extra twenty minutes to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, oh, he's, got, he's got to afford his flight lessons somehow. Exactly. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, the next story. This is on the Aviation News Online website, and uh, so it's the Aviation Economics, and uh, the headline is Air France takes delivery of its seventieth Triple Seven. That's quite exciting. Boeing and Air France have marked a milestone today with the delivery of the airline's 70th 777. The French flag carrier was the, was the launch customer for both the uh, 777-300ERs in 2004 and the 777 Freighter in 2009. Air France took delivery of its first 777-200ER in March 1998. The 777 range has been one of the pillars of Air France fleet growth, says Frederic Gage, uh, CEO of Air France. The Boeing 777 has gained a reputation for its reliability, economic performance and comfort, offering our passengers the highest standards. Since the late 1950s, when it took delivery of its first 707, or 707, Uh, Air France has operated nearly every commercial airplane Boeing has produced. Today, the 777 is the workhorse of the Paris-based carrier's long-haul fleet, with the airline serving more than 179 destinations in 80 countries last year. Air France has successfully utilized 777 variants across both its passenger and cargo operations for two decades to remain at the forefront of commercial aviation in terms of performance, economics and passenger comfort, said John Watt. Said John, uh, Senior Vice President <laughs> of Global Sales and Marketing, Boeing Commercial Airlines. We are honoured that a carrier as prestigious as Air France has chosen the 777 to form the backbone of its long haul fleet and are proud that our historic partnership that stretches back more than 60 years. Air France is a part of the Air France KLM Group, which is the second largest 777 operator in the world. The group has also unfilled orders for 25 787s, as well as lease agreements for additional 12 787s. So if they are the second... Largest who is, operor- who is the large, first who is the largest
1: <laughs> operator of 777s? I wonder who that somebody gotta in be, the chat It's got to be Emirates, it has to be yeah, Emirates. Yeah? Be right, actually, yeah. Emirates have a huge fleet of 777. I'm sevens. sure someone in the chat room will put um, us right in just a moment. I'm sure David will be yeah, whizzing it. along looking for that. Yeah, I'm,
0: trying. <laughs> I'm trying to multitask, <laughs> he's to multitasking,
3: time, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure.
1: <laughs> um, but uh no that's that's, that's uh, excellent news for for uh, definitely for Boeing because uh, Air France obviously um uh, well a very popular airline have yeah. got a big fleet yeah. and uh, they're sticking because they retired their um 747s uh, this year earlier this year they right. retired the seven four seven four hundred. Now the seven four seven here we go. This is where I this is That's where what like my I myself look at to Vegas right on Right, yeah, this February. is where
2: I start to look like a now the seven four seven has four engines. Yes, it, it certainly yes, does. Absolutely, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're retiring it because of fuel well, because they well, it's well, y- the fuel costs and things yeah, like that. Y- Although y- fuel itself costs of y- y- fuel and things have gone down lately. So
1: Yes, and I mean they're an they're an old aircraft. I mean, we've talked about the seven four seven before yeah. and you know the airlines are retiring them Because of partly because I think the fuel costs. Neville says it is the it is Emirates. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, you know you can you can buy a triple seven now or or an A350 now the XWB and hold as nearly as many passengers, but only run two engines. Burning, There's some, some cheering going feeling. on the chat room for me getting that right, by the way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's he's learning. He's learning. I, I
0: must say that the 747 is an absolutely stunning airplane. When you yeah. compare it to like an, an A380, I might be a bit biased, but the 747 is absolutely stunning. It was a shame um, to see them sort yeah. of see
1: them going really, but that's that. I, I was so happy that I got to fly on one in February. With, you know, with 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 Virgin because that was my first time on a 74 and it probably will be my last. Yeah, I've, I've
0: been lucky enough to fly one as well and it was I was quite young at the time but still absolutely incredible yeah. really just the, the scale of it and at the time when it came out the, it was unlike anything else at all really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I'm not saying that the the is not horrible to be in because <laughs> you know we we've had quite a few good nice flights on the on the A380 it's a, it's a fantastic aircraft. Yeah. It just looks a bit well it's just I un- 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 unproportioned, I would say. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Actually, they were just saying in the chat room, I th- that here, which is sort of quite interesting, because we're talking about Air France, uh, and they were saying, um, a ton- Tony's quite rightly pointed out, it always surprised me how many Boeing's Air France buy, given that they're such a. Patriotic nation.
1: Yeah, because Airbus obviously in, you know, Toulouse, yeah, in France, Toulouse. Yeah, in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good point actually. I, have I think
0: thought that. from the v- it, well, like you said in that story, that they've obviously had a good relationship with Boeing, so yeah. they're, they're yeah, obviously going to carry well, it on really. It, yeah, yeah. Because the delivery,
1: the delivery costs must be a lot cheaper for Airbus <laughs> to fly. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just up the road, you know. just yeah. sling yeah. on the back of a of a UPS yeah. uh, van and, and carry <laughs> it.
0: I saw a video this week actually of the the new triple seven that's coming out with you know the fold. Wing tips, oh and yes! I yeah, cannot yeah. wait to see that in, in actual production because that's going to be that absolutely That will look, look really yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: So next story is who's this one? I've lost my place now. Is David's or I what? think it's David's Yes, it's David's It's David's, David's. It. It's yeah. David's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a pictures, yeah. picture. story. It's a
2: picture apparently. story. A a yeah, 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 actually, yeah. before before we move on to that, they were just saying that they're talking about air shows in, in the chat room. And and, and uh, Jacob, who, as I say, who's joined us for the first time, he was saying that, uh, that he was he's chatting to Ray. Actually, saying I've I've been to the air show all day today. He took my two year two year old boy to his first air show. Oh. So where is it? <laughs> what air show is it? That is that they're talking the
3: about?
2: Oh, that's the I'm trying to have a look. See? Willow. Oh, Albion oh. Park. Albert, Albert, uh, anyway. Uh, down in Albion Park, it says there. Anyway, I'm sure somebody will uh, fill me in, in a Film, moment. Yeah. But it's very exciting that uh, two. I mean, uh, you know, it's like it's like air, it's like trains, isn't it? If you're two years old, trains are the most amazing things, and I dare say airplanes are exactly the same, aren't they? Yep. Start them young. Yeah, start. absolutely. Yeah, turn them into av geeks right from the start. We <laughs> exactly. want this until we till we're a hundred years old.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, right. Yes, sorry, David. Uh, right, this away. one was uh, from Flight Global. It's yeah. a picture story, and it's uh, okay. Leave it with it, me. A, <laughs> is this Latam or L A T A? What oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, they've... How do you uh, pronounce it? Is it LATAM or LATAM? LATAM. LATAM, yeah, L-A-T-A-M. Latam, So they've Is unveiled... Is it an acronym for something? I don't know. We might <laughs> anyway. find okay, it. Yes, OK, yes, yes. The chairman will correct us in a moment. <laughs> um, so LATAM unveiled uh, a new uh, livery. So the LATAM Airlines Group has unveiled its new aircraft livery featuring its new branding. Uh, the carrier's updated livery features its new logo against an all-white fuselage and its new corporate colours of indigo and coral on the tail. Um, LATAM will operate the first flight of an aircraft in the new uh, livery, a Boeing 767, on a special flight from Rio de Janeiro to Geneva on the 1st of May, to collect the Olympic torch ahead of Brazil hosting the Olympics this year. Uh, the aircraft will return to Brazil on the 3rd of May, where the Olympics torch relay will begin. Commercial service on the aircraft with the new livery will begin on the 5th of May, says uh, say LATAM. Uh, a 767 will operate that day between Sao Paulo and Santiago, while Airbus A319s, bearing the new colours, will operate on Santiago to Lima and Sao Paulo to Brazil. Uh, More than 50 aircraft will be repainted in the new livery by the end of 2016, um, say LATAM. The entire fleet will be rebranded by 2018. Uh, The airline group will roll out the new branding in 13 airports from the 5th of May. These are Santiago, Sao Paulo, Grujula. Lima, <laughs> Brasilia, Rio de Janeiro, Galileo. Isn't that a boat? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, <laughs> Sao Paulo, Conganhas. I thought it was Gallifrey. Perhaps that's where the doctor's from, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Buenos Aires, Azilia, Bogata, Quito, Miami, Madrid... <laughs>
1: we left him the best anyway, story Multiple uh, airports uh, lot Multiple airports. countries so you, and, and places Yeah, yeah. you're going to see that all around <laughs> the world yeah. basically.
2: Anywhere in the world, basically,
0: you name the country, it's there Yeah, especially <laughs> in uh, <laughs> South America, by the sounds of it um, they, they announced a new branding in 2015 um, And it unites the carriers in the group Formed by a merger between Chile's LAN and Brazil's TAM That closed in
1: 2012 Ooh, that's good and la- nice livery as well, I will say. Yes. The pictures you yeah. put up on the screen now, while we were, um, while David was reading the story, there. There we go. We'll put that picture there. Oh we oh right, okay. There's yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There we go. Latam. Very, yeah. uh, very corporate top stylish yeah, uh, it's, so yeah. it's quite it's you nice. See now
2: I really like it because it's quite clean do you know what I mean they haven't got, well it's with not, the not background. overly busy <laughs> it's not overly busy so the wing tips and everything have all been most, I like the two tone thing where it's blue on one side and mm. then then red on the other mm. but the actual fuselage itself has just got the logo it's sort of quite it's quite clean
0: I like clean yeah and the same like, same colors there as like british airways and um, and I've always thought they look quite classy, not too, not yeah, too busy exactly. or yeah,
2: not too, but not
1: too noisy. Exactly. Yeah, not yeah, too
0: absolutely. glarish or anything. Yeah, classy. Right,
1: definitely. So we have we haven't had one of these for quite some time now, oh. uh, but I managed to find us a top ten.
2: Oh, did you? Right. Okay. Yes. Okay, so you you and David will be taking the lead on this one then, and I shall so, do the usual. I know. So it, it's a it's a top, <laughs> top
1: ten, and it's a top ten UK airlines, Ooh. and these are the top ten. Do we have ten? Uh, <laughs> <well, laughs> top ten as voted uh, uh, for last year for 2015 from April, and um, we're just gonna we've got the top ten. It's um, well, it's a, quite a varied top ten actually. It's Surprising some of the places that these air, airlines have been put in, but uh, yes. But we will start at number 10. So at number 10, it is uh, one of the, the more well-known airlines here in the UK, founded in 1962 and, uh, for, well, based at headquarters, based at Luton Airport, and it's Thomson Airways. Soon to be flying out of Norwich, of course. Hopefully, yes. At number nine.
0: At uh, number nine is Organy Air Services. Um, they were founded in 1968 by Derek Bailey and Mark Darby. Um, and its head office is located at Gu- Guernsey Airport uh, in Ireland, just off the UK.
2: It's very difficult for me to put the picture up, Carlos, if you keep sorry. moving it. sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, uh, on to the next one, number eight. At number eight, it's Logan Air. Logan Air Limited is a Scottish airline and started out as an air taxi founded in 1962 with its head office in Glasgow International Airport, Paisley, Scotland.
0: At number seven is Thomas Cook Airlines. Uh, Thomas Cook Airlines is a British charter airline founded in 2003. It's headquartered uh, in Manchester, England, and the airline's parent group is the Thomas Cook Group.
1: Yes, we used, to, we, saw, we used to see them flying into Fiat Ventura, actually, daily, mm. Thomas Cook. Very, uh, very popular airline.
3: And, uh, S- number six.
1: Number six is Jet2.com, founded in 2002 with headquarters at Leeds, West Yorkshire, and Parent Group as Dart Group PLC. Ooh, and number five. Uh,
0: is Monarch Airlines, uh, founded in 1967, and uh, is headquartered also at Luton in the UK.
1: Uh, Monarch Airlines, very, very uh, famous airline. There, we uh, we know one of their one of their more prestigious pilots. Oh, do don't we? we? Yes. Oh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> yes no, I know who it is. I was just trying to be <laughs> a love, honestly. It's
2: it's someone we all know and love, anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or
1: do we? Or do we? Or do we? Anyway, uh, number four. Uh, number four, it is Virgin Atlantic. Airways Limited, Yay. founded in 1984 Gosh. Uh, by Richard Branson, with its headquarters located at uh, Crawley in the UK. Excellent. Uh, number three
0: uh, is Flybe. Uh, they were founded in 1979 by Jack Walker. Uh, this was also founded in uh, Jersey European Airways, and it was later changed to Flybe. Ah.
1: And they fly quite a bit out uh, of Norwich Airport, mm-hmm. don't they? To, yeah. uh, mostly to Amsterdam. Yeah, they yeah, fly across nah, to... A lot of yeah. smaller airports they fly yeah. to. Yeah, number two... At number two, it is our flag, nation's flag carrier here Yay. in the UK. It is, of course... Only at number two? British... Slightly worrying. <laughs> British Airways, PLC, founded in 1974 with its headquarters at Waterside Hammondsworth in England. Mm-hmm. And finally, at number one. At number one
0: is EasyJet. <laughs> you
2: oh, look surprised, <laughs> David. Yeah, you I look surprised. So, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you do it by sort of ca- capita and, and flights and, and yeah, they, you know,
0: route network but, and things, I suppose that makes sense. The number but, of passengers uplifted was, 30, let me get this right, so 3,749,000. Um, they were founded in 1995 by Stelios, as we all know. Ah, you've watched Stelios! That famous television programme, um, and it's headquartered <laughs> at Luton. In the UK.
2: See, I,
1: I always find the little Britain version, no. um, <laughs> no.
2: which I'm sure isn't a model of the
1: the, <laughs> the picture on <laughs> the. Well, we're gonna, we're we'll, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna we'll. I'm gonna quiz David because he'll know this one anyway. <laughs> but, right, EasyJet, David. What are their fleet consists of? They are all Airbus. What's oh, this no, picture?
0: Is that three one nine or three twenty? No, you put me
1: on the spot here. What's that picture there? It's going to be a Boeing. Or w- yeah, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Not, you caught me out here. I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. oh, must have been on the early ones when they were going. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. that's uh, <laughs> one
1: of the earlier Boeing's that uh, EasyJet used when they were first uh, starting. I, I up. knew that, really, honestly. Uh, that's before <laughs> they got they got rid of those and they went to an all Airbus fleet. Oh. but uh, Yeah. EasyJet number one. Hmm. Uh,
2: do you know? Yeah, you but know that, actually, if you think, yeah, but if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, of course, because at the end of the day, uh, as you say, if you do it by. Uh, Hours fly flown and and route network and, and pass you know passenger head count. I mean, easyJet is the obvious choice if you think about it. But as I say, we, I mean, we both went. Uh? We all <laughs> went like. When uh? it's like easyJet because you sort of I don't know you, in your head you're convinced it's British
1: Airways, aren't you? Where where were your favourite airline, Matt? Well, they but they're not, are they? They're so su- they're Southern Ireland based, no. so they wouldn't come into. The... No, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, so they oh, don't well, come. Yeah, under, yeah. Like yeah they they're come Southern
2: Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not That's part wiring, of the United Kingdom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just opened that can of worms. There, yeah, yeah. I expect yeah. Mr. O'Leary's now going. Wow, well, where was
2: I? Oh, I wanted <laughs> <sure he listens laughs> to listen to all there. the time. Yes, absolutely. In <laughs> fact, the only reason I know he doesn't listen to us is because we haven't been sued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the floodgates have opened. Yeah, indeed, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Right, so
1: that is why we bring the commercial side of the news to yes, a close for this okay. week, and uh, we have got uh, we've got some military news. and we've got uh, some uh, air show news before a little bit of an interview and we're going to have a little chat with uh, young David here about his career so So
2: it's time to uh, put the kettle on ladies and gentlemen so uh, we'll be right back after these short messages
3: Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network The
1: Voices
2: Website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks,
3: thanks for, for listening, listening.
1: And we're back. Welcome everyone back to the show. We uh, we had our uh, tea breaks and uh, coffee breaks and and everything else breaks. And uh, Matt has had his Delta P.
2: Lovely. Why,
3: why do we need to tell them that?
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, there's sharing, and then and then there's. That's so what she said. big thanks Sorry. to everyone.
1: <laughs> big thanks to everyone in the chat room who yeah. has uh, who has uh, stayed with, with us. Uh, yes. Bear with us while we had our little break there. Hello to Micah, the main man. Micah, yeah. Yeah, main uh, We've man. Uh, we've hopefully got some uh, very 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 interesting plans in the pipeline coming yes, soon uh, to do with uh, Mister Micah there, and uh, we'll. Uh, well, we'll uh, keep uh, keep that under wraps for the moment, I think. think. Right, yes, right, yes. Okay. But we have got but... some uh, military aviation news to uh, to bring to you this week. We've got a few stories uh, to yep. bring you this week, so we're going to kick off with some military aviation news. So, if you're ready, Matt. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, yes. And David, are you ready? I am indeed. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So the first story this week on Flight Global site then is the headline is Boeing fourth and final KC-46 test aircraft takes flight. Mm -hmm. Now, we've covered these stories now for a few weeks now about the KC-46 and uh, the teething troubles that they've had with this aircraft Mm -hmm. and getting into uh, into action. Uh, Five years and two months. After being selected to build the U.S. Air Force's new generation KC-X aerial tanker, Boeing has launched its fourth and final test aircraft uh, of the KC-46A program. The uh, 767-2C aircraft, which will be used for the type certification and is not currently outfitted for aerial refueling, took off from the company's wide-bodied aircraft plant in Everett, Washington on the 25th of April and landed 1 hour and 40 minutes later at the Boeing field uh, south of Seattle. During the uh, flight test program, pilots performed operational engine checks. Uh, Flight on the flight controls as well. Environmental system checks and took the uh, 7672C to a maximum altitude of 39,000 feet. Prior to landing at the Boeing field, uh, says Boeing in a statement on the 26th of April. It will be used to conduct environmental control system testing, uh, including hot uh, hot day and cold day testing and smoke penetration testing. Um, And we've got a picture here of the the uh, Kc46 there there we go of oh, it there taking off looking very 7670. Mm. <laughs> the aircraft dubbed the EMD3 arrives as Boeing works uh, feverishly com- to complete the milestone sea review by the office of the Secretary of Defense that will unlock funding uh, for the first low rate production contract for seven aircraft, which Boeing or has already begun building on its own dime. Uh, the tanker manufacturer which produced the U.S. Air Force's legacy 707-based KC-135 strato and inherited a DC-10 based KC-10 from McDonnell Douglas is also working towards a KC-46A operational test and evaluation that is expected to start in May 2017 and must separately have 18 operational KC-46As in place by August 2017 to meet a contractual obligation known as required assets available. The second 767-2C arrives as the Pegasus demonstrates aerial refuelling with the Lockheed Martin F-16 and Boeing fa 18 uh, warplanes for the first time. Uh, There's no word yet from Boeing uh, if it has rectified a possible software issue that has so far uh, prevented boom refuelling of the large C-17 Globaster III transport aircraft and the Fairchild Republic A-10 Warthog. Uh, the tanker experienced higher-than-expected boom axial loads during uh, in-flight contact tests with the large four-engine strategic transport in January this year, and a fix is being investigated. Now, we covered that story a few episodes mm, back, didn't yeah. we, with the, um, the uh, boom, boom I issues? Love, I love that picture.
2: There I love yeah. that picture. We bring that out. As, uh, just show, For those of you listening, we're just showing on the chat room it's a... It's the Boeing KC-46A refueling a US Navy FA-18, and it's just, it's just a cracking, it's just a cracking photo. The, isn't it? the skill involved from, from yeah, both pilots, for there, both so pilots, pilots, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. that must have a major, major effect on, on not so much for the, the the aircraft carrying the fuel for the Boeing, but for the little fighter. I mean that that wake of, of yeah, the wake forces from the, from the aircraft. Yeah, So difficult yeah. to keep yeah. it in a especially. Given what you're doing with a little boom and stuff, I mean, because any minor sort of alteration, you've only
0: got to move a few feet, and you know,
2: bit a bit of turbulence. Yeah,
1: yeah it's yeah.
0: strange that they say it's a software issue. You know, I find it a bit strange because you think with a boom, yeah. software like related, it wouldn't be well, I'm no expert, obviously, Do but too difficult to resolve, really, if it's a.
2: Yeah. So. yeah, well, I was just got is it is it because of the way that the two are? Um, is that how they know that they're. They're linked, up, linked in. Is that what the problem is?
1: I mean, a lot of it is computer control. I'd imagine, yeah. you know, with this, with this, the system and stuff, the refueling system. But it is all manual. I mean, joining the the boom with the aircraft, the refueling, yeah. you know, the aircraft you're refueling it is a manual. You know, it's a very precision manual yeah. job. Uh, yeah.
2: G- Glenn's saying in the chat room also the budget on the Kf- Kf- KC46 is way over, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Shock. laughs>
1: so next story on Flight Global, Matt. This yes, yes. Yeah. Worrying this, story, this This one.
2: is Flight Global again, and it, it is Gearbox Issue Threatens the A400M Delivery Rate. Airbus defence and space is facing a fresh crisis on its A400M military aircrafter, uh, airlifter, sorry, after problems were discovered with the power gearbox of its Europrop International EPITP400 engines. Um, speaking on a 28th of April first quarter results call, Harold Wilhelm, the chief financial officer at Airbus Group, said that uh, said it had launched a thorough technical and industrial evaluation to develop both short and long-term solutions to the issue. A statement issued uh, with the financial results warns of a seri- of serious challenges for production and customer deliveries uh, of the A400M this year caused by the fault. It will also it, it is also the subject of an airworthiness directive issued by the European Aviation Safety Agency, but no details were immediately available. Wilhelm says that just two examples of the tactical transport were handed over in the first quarter, but he declines to estimate whether it will reach its target of around 20 deliveries this year. As we speak, I cannot give you a number, he says, noting that Airbus will review the delivery planning with the supply chain and certainly also with customers. But Wilhelm admits that maintaining output will depend on the availability of compliant power gearboxes for line fit. Uh, We will not continue producing the aircraft, Uh, on the a400m program if we don't know about the power gearbox he says the immediate priority is to support customers who have in-service aircraft to allow them to operate it Uh, although conceding that the program has suffered another setback wilhelm maintains it is fundamentally different to the big crisis relating to the cracking of the tp400 propeller hubs experienced by the a400m in 2009 and 2010 as such, he feels the risk of cancellation of either complete orders or individual aircraft is very remote. I think he's being a little optimis- it's optimistic mm-hmm. there, if I'm honest. The Power Gearbox is produced by GE Aviation-owned GE Aviation a- Avio Aero in Italy, and Wilhelm says he expects industrial and financial support from the company to address the problem. Wilhelm reveals no details on the nature of the fault, but uh, Philippe uh, Petitcolin... Petit, Petit uh, who is the chief executive of Safran part of the EPI consortium, says... Two separate issues have become apparent since the beginning of the year. The first, he said, during Safran's three-month training update was related to manufacturing defects that have since been addressed. However, the second problem is a shorter-than-expected lifespan of a specific component within the power gearbox. A short-term fix will be ready in the next few weeks, while a definitive long-term so- solution is months uh, instead of weeks away, says uh, Petit Colon. Uh, Avio says... Uh, Its engineers are fully engaged with EPI and Airbus to solve the issue. All of us are committing considerable considerable resources to provide all necessary technical support to ensure safe operations of the A400M fleet, it says. Separately, Airbus has also warned that adding military capabilities to the A400M remains a challenge during the ramp-up phase company is working with customers to agree a schedule of military capability enhancement and deliveries
1: it also mentions so it's another setback isn't it it's another awful setback
3: i mean the the, 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 the aircraft
1: is in use obviously with the royal air force yeah and the french air force german air force and the turkish air force as well um and i i personally when me and pip had a tour around the a400m at riyadh last year and we were took up on the flight deck and um and, uh, and warning
2: warning by the way, Pip is in the chat room. Yeah, warning yeah. everyone well, warning. Pip, Pip will know,
1: we yeah. uh we uh <laughs> we got we got the chance to, to obviously see the aircraft, you know, right through mm. and it was uh, one heck of an aircraft, you know, inside, yeah. you know, um Technology-wise and stuff on the flight deck, especially with the uh, head-up display and stuff. Have you had a chance to see the 400 up close I, and personal, I, I David?
0: Ha- I haven't. No, I think you're very lucky to have gone on board one, especially let alone to see one from the outside. It was quite a chat that you, you had to sort of charm your way in. Well, it, didn't Pip, you? <laughs> Pip, I think
1: uh, Pip managed to sweet talk his way for us on board the. Uh, that the doesn't a surprise me because <laughs> you know what Pip's like. Yeah, charming. and I, I think actually, yeah. th- I think later on that day, I think because because uh, Pip had uh, had his young son with him, I think he managed to to get back on board. <laughs> For yeah. another visit on the a 400 do AM as yeah. well. Um, we just might mention as well in the chat room that we have uh, got another new listener in the chat room. Uh, someone called Pilot Pip has uh, joined us in the chat room. Who? I've never heard of him. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, Pip is uh, currently on, on location somewhere in Europe at the moment. So I've got
2: to ask the question here. He said, I'm not talking to Neville after he was so mean to be me on APG this week. What, what exactly happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh oh yeah. We we well you'll have to listen to ABG to, right. to to okay. appreciate yeah. that. Oh, one. Okay, all right. But uh yeah. <laughs> No, I think after, uh, after he'd been, uh, after him and Al had been on our show a few weeks right. back, I okay. think at, uh, yeah. They were horrible to him. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway,
2: uh, back to the, back uh, to the task, at, task hand. at hand. And the next yep. story,
0: this would be with you, David. So, uh, away Ty- you go. Thai Navy? Mm, Thai Navy, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this is from Flight Global again. And it's um, Thai Navy accepts first pair of H145M rotorcraft. Um, Thailand's navy. Th- sorry, I'll start again. Thailand's navy has completed the technical ex- acceptance of its first two H145M rotorcraft from Airbus Helicopters, with the airframer now set to begin training the service's pilots on the multi-role type. Um, achieved at the manufacturer's Doneworth site. In uh, Germany again, I've probably like that name. Yes, but there no, we go. Um, <laughs> Works in, for me. <laughs> in late April, the milestone precedes final acceptance and entry into service in Thailand at the end of two thousand six, two thousand and sixteen. The company says uh, the lead pair of aircraft will remain in Germany to support pilot instruction from May. Um, all five of the Royal Navy. Royal Thai Navy's on order H 145Ms will be delivered to the country before the end of September, Airbus helicopters say. Uh, powered by two Turbo Mecha Aerial 2E engines, the H 145M has a maximum takeoff weight of 3.7 tonnes. Thailand's naval examples will be used to perform a variety of duties, including utility transport and search and rescue. The aircraft is equipped with cargo hooks, hoists, weather radar, and an internal long-range fuel tank system. Airbus helicopters say the type has also fixed provisions for future special operations upgrade. Uh, Flight Global's Fleet Analyzer database records one H-145M as already being in service with the Royal Thai Army. Uh, The service has another 11 of the type on order and has expressed an interest in acquiring a further nine. Wow.
1: Look at, they your, look at the picture it. you yeah, had up on the screen that there. That's amazing, isn't it? It's uh, those colours are awesome. It is, isn't I have it? to say. I for, love for, it. It's uh, yeah, a great photo again, isn't it? Because I, I was looking up the aircraft on uh, or the helicopter on uh, Wikipedia, and um, it's in a slightly different guise to this. It's in a kind of uh, um, a rescue kind of uh, colour, but uh, the one four five um, was brought actually quite an old. It, well, say old. It's two thousand and nine, but it came into service in two thousand and two. And um, it's uh, it's classed as a medium utility helicopter. Mm. But, uh, no, it's uh, it's great. It's a great-looking helicopter, that's for sure.
2: I should just say, going back to what we were talking about earlier, where people were being mean to, to poor Pip during the APG show uh, this week, as, uh, uh, Pip was desperately trying to get to a location where he could get some reasonable Wi-Fi, and he ended up going into quite an echoey room. And there were um, Delta P jokes, I think, going on throughout most of the show. I think it's fair to say that. Is that, is that not the yeah, case? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I
0: think Neville was the, uh, the main yeah. source of them. And Al, I don't think, helped. But, yeah, no, no, it but did. No. really, no. what Terminator.
2: Captain Al... Causing being a bad influence on someone, <laughs> I can't imagine it. After, after Pip's marathon, <laughs> I don't think anyone
1: has the right to. No, absolutely, no. Anywhere. Good point, actually. Yeah, we. Should no, we, we should just say actually. No, yeah. you're a huge, huge congratulations to Pip oh, yeah. for completing the London yeah. Marathon because uh, it was uh, by no, I uh, know it's just a yeah. huge feat that he, he achieved. You know, by doing the London. marathon I wonder marathon. if he'll absolutely. do it again. I don't know. Ask him. He's in the chat room. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I, I don't know. I rec- I don't know. I don't know. He he might do. I, 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 all the people I know who've done marathons, they say they're going to do one. and They'll never do it again. And then next year they end up signing up to do it again. So uh, I don't really know what. Uh, I don't really. Know. I, I i. don't know. I reckon he might. I reckon he might get a taste for it. He might get a bit of a bug for it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, no, well, well done on, on your big your big. Uh, yeah, because Pitt Pitt a huge mate. He yeah, He, did, he yeah, went past. He actually yeah, went past his did target. He? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, well done, Pip, yeah. Well, um, well done to everyone who chipped in, bless him, but... Uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, that was... Yes,
2: anyway, sorry, yes.
1: So next story on the oh, Royal Air Force site, this one. And uh, the headline, New season begins for 2006 Red Arrows. So uh, the Red Arrows are set to inspire millions of people in 2016 after the aerobatic team was given formal approval to perform this year. Following months of training, the Royal Air Force Aerobatic Team was formally awarded its Public Display Authority, uh, PDA, earlier this week.
2: Was it actually in doubt, though, seriously? I know. They're they're never not (laughs) going to be... Can you imagine the Red Arrows (laughs) not being allowed to fly? I mean, it just...
1: It's their final assessment then before the Red Arrows are allowed to begin their latest season the team which showcases the excellence of the royal air force and represents the united kingdom will now embark on its 52nd year of uh, display uh, or displaying to the public performing to millions of individuals across the country and overseas squadron leader david montenegro team leader and red one said that uh, public display authority is a very important uh, day in the red arrows calendar as it signifies the end of many months of training We reflect on the efforts of the whole team that have gone into accomplishing the uh, accolade of being ready to display for the UK and global public. Everyone on the Red Arrows has a role to play in our winter training months and we have uh, 18 year old technicians who are on their first uh, detachment with the team. Indeed, within the Royal Air Force, and uh, who are being uh, being on owning their engineering skills throughout the past months, and have enabled the aircrew to fly our aircraft. They are also uh, squadron transport drivers who have covered thousands of miles, delivering spare parts for aircraft around the UK and mainland Europe. Furthermore, there are two new team pilots, Red 2 and Red 3 in short. uh, PDA is a culmination of uh, teamwork and more than 150 demanding training sorties. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you there. Uh, the, the main man, Mr. Mr. Michael, was just putting the chat room. He said,
2: "Now, the flying team I would like to see is Jeff, Pip, Al, and Nick flying in formation <laughs> uh, in e- in each of their respective aircraft. I think that would be a sight to behold. Wouldn't I'd it? like to see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay money for that. We could be onto <laughs> something here. We us could, us be, actually, <laughs> yeah. it could be actually. Could be. Could be the sort of like the PTUK sponsored flying team.
1: <laughs> we could have a name on the side, <laughs> we we? We? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: They could spell it. They could spell out PTUK in like smoke <laughs> and stuff like that." Yeah. <laughs> I, and by I must, that I don't mean because the aircraft's on fire but because they've had retrofitted I, you know like I think
0: Jeff's might be running out in smoke but
2: sorry
1: poor old mad dog poor old mad dog I could just see the, those engines producing lovely black trails and plumes
0: <laughs> <behind> <laughs> now, the, now. And then we can have skydivers coming out as they jump out of them
1: mind, you, anyway. sa- mind yeah. you saying that actually uh, I mean not, it's not just mad dogs that would uh, produce the plumes of smoke I mean uh, obviously Captain Nick flies the uh, A340 and uh, obviously with the engine Failures and stuff, and that he'd be also producing plumes, very and, um, true, smoke, very true. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start something. here we? <laughs> we better start. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's
2: saying we've got to add Carlos into it, it, with his little Cessna. And oh yeah, yeah. And watch, yeah, So All he's right. following behind. I'll, I'll yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll produce. Uh,
1: I'll produce some uh, barrel rolls. Um, probably. Uh, uh, morning actually. to Sophie, by the way. Oh, well, uh, Ca- a- Carlos will be this in the chat room because yeah, I think
2: he wants to borrow
0: her for. Eight yeah, oh, hello, <laughs> Sophie. Ah yes.
2: <laughs> 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 yes. Oops. Yes. yes, who is that Sophie? <laughs> yeah. Who is that Sophie? I don't know, yeah. She, I, she still, got... I still have that clip, by the way. Yeah, I, I oh keep it do. for yeah. special occasions. Fair play. Yeah. She was freezing as well that yeah. day. Yeah, so. we were all freezing yeah. that day. Yeah. Actually, ironically, I was the only one... This is, We're talking about our 100th episode. Uh, say, so David joined us uh, uh, at uh, just outside Norwich Airport at the museum there. And actually, I was the only one who wasn't frozen all day because I was, I say, stuck inside yeah. the Vulcan, obviously pressing
0: all the buttons how, while
2: he was how, doing no, his interview. horrible. Interviews.
1: It was horrible. It was lovely and warm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, the poor, long-suffering Sophie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so next story on yep, the Royal right. Air
1: Force's site again. Yes,
2: indeed. Oh, is, is it me? Is it all oh, right? We're saving I'm the for, last story for our guests. <laughs> okay, we're right saving right the last then. story yes, for same. the guests. This is the Royal Air Force website again, so it's raf.mod.uk and the headline is RAF jets fly on Baltic policing mission. So the UK has taken up a leading role uh, policing the skies over the Baltic states to deter threats such as aggression from Russia, which is a story we hear more and more of these days. Uh, Defence Secretary has announced today that four Royal Air Force, RAF Typhoons, flying uh, flying from the Amari base in Estonia will join the NATO Baltic Air Policing Mission until the end of August. That's the BAP, B-A-P. The jets, alongside pilots and engineers, will be on a 24-7 standby to launch a quick reaction alert, QRA, uh, in response to any aggression directed from Russia or others. Two of the four Typhoons will be ready to take off at a moment's notice to provide security to the airspace over Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Uh, this deployment underlines our commitment to the sovereignty of democratic nations of Eastern Europe. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For the next four months, RA, RAF typhoons will be ready to respond instantly to Russian aggression in Baltic airspace. This is the third consecutive year that the UK has committed to two BAP after rotations in 2014 and 2015. Last time, Typhoon fighters were scrambled 17 times and intercepted over 40 Russian aircraft during one one launch. Last July, the Typhoons intercepted 10 separate Russian aircraft, including eight fighters. Wing Commander Gordon Melville, uh, commanding officer of 140 ex um, Thanks for that. Carlos. Sorry, sorry, that's <laughs> me. Move the
3: mouse, sir.
1: <laughs>
2: I've no idea where the story was, but anyway, you get the idea. Uh, basically, uh, they've been based. Uh, they've been based in Estonia again uh, for this year as well
1: for Baltic policing missions. Indeed. This is good because obviously the Russians have been toying with us now for a, for a few yeah. uh, few months. Yeah. Um, do you do wonder um, what's going on, really, don't yeah, you? Slowly. We had, we had the, the flyby they done of the American warships, didn't we? Yes, the Russian yeah, that jets was, that, that That was buzzed. really
2: quite aggressive, though, wasn't yeah, it? I know. Yeah, I, mean, I really don't know what that was all yeah, about. I'm,
0: I'm glad they're doing it. Obviously, they're being precaution, uh, like taking precautions, but it's mm. slightly unnerving, really. That yeah. You can't help serious, but feel, feel that something is in
2: the air, do you know what I yeah. mean? I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't be that silly, but, you know, you, you just you just don't know,
1: do you? You never know, do you? So actually, the, the, the last story is, is kind of it kind of follows along those lines, oh, does it? and it's, oh, it's oh, all get you with your forward it's, it's planning. The, I know. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, anyone I, would have thought this was a planned show rather than all thrown together the night no. before. Uh, <laughs> So David, this one's all for you. The last story, then.
0: right? So, this one is from the and it is Russian jet fighter did a barrel roll over a US reconnaissance plane,
3: mm.
0: as we were just as Carlos was just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a Russian Sukhoi Su 27 jet fighter did a barrel roll over a US reconnaissance plane in international airspace, CNN said on Friday, citing two US defense officials in the Baltic Sea region. Uh, CNN said the Russian fighter came within about 100 feet of the American reconnaissance plane as it performed the dangerous high-speed maneuver. Uh, a Pentagon statement later reported, uh, reportedly clarified that the Russian plane had come within 25 feet of uh, the American plane. This unsafe and unprofessional air intercept has the potential to cause serious harm and injury to all air crews involved, Pentagon spokesman Commander Bill Urban said in a statement. Uh, more importantly, the unsafe and unprofessional actions of a single pilot have the potential to unnecessarily escalate tensions between countries, uh, he said. The incident comes amid increasing, uh, increasingly aggressive Russian military behaviour toward Western countries. Russian jets buzzed a US warship in the Baltic Sea earlier mm. this mm. month.
2: Indeed, yes, it's sort of a worrying, worrying times, really. But uh, we probably shouldn't talk about that too much because we don't really know don't what's want to get going in trouble, on. Trouble, do we? No, indeed. <laughs> it's uh, ne- needless to say. It's uh, as I say. Something. I don't know what's going do on. I remember bit. what I tra- think. I think all they're doing is just testing the water and flexing their muscles. But you know.
1: But I, I remember when this, when the initial the, the jets buzzed the U.S. warship a few weeks ago, a week ago, and I remember the video someone put on uh, Facebook or YouTube, right. of, and it was it was of the guys on board the U.S. Uh, warship filming the the uh, yeah. Russian jets flying past with their really? mobile phones, God. and they were laughing and, and sort of giggling into each other when yeah, these hearted jets. Hearted, very like, yeah, it was very light hearted. There was no sirens going off or warnings or you know missile launches turning to to fire at these aircraft. They oh, were, and you
2: presumably they they were aware that there was no um,
1: lock on well, or anything yeah, like that because yeah. I mean
2: presumably there's. The equipment you know it would have been a different story yeah I think, you'd, if they'd have, been, you'd assume they'd, so yeah absolutely there'd been sort of jam locks or something like that going on but uh, i should just say uh, a bit while that story was going on i've been reading uh, the chat room here great amusement about our new flying formation team uh, that we mentioned to earlier a couple of names for the uh, for the group of aeroplanes is coming. One is Innuendo Airways. I think that's quite appropriate uh, as, as a you know a, a new flying formation coming soon to a display near you. I think is the uh, best way to describe <laughs> that. Uh, and, and I quite like Evans. Actually, Evans is my favourite. TWSS Airlines. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I, like I, I think that's a definite winner. But uh, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's merit in this. You know, it's like you know the flying formation team of of you, Captain yeah. Jeff. Pip, I, I mean, I mean, Captain we had the we had the story that early, <laughs> didn't we,
1: uh, about that 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 startup airline? Was it Air yeah. Two? Yep. Yes. You know, we mean, what's to so say we couldn't start our own airline up? You know, everyone's so doing it nowadays. So yeah, yeah, we not? could yeah, find yeah. some old yeah. sort got, of got a few million know.
2: kicking around, have you?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I intend on winning the lottery tonight, so, Do you? That's, right. um, oh, good. so that's good. Oh, our, yeah.
2: our, our, our custom-built studio, rather like Nev's, could be a reality. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we all live in hope. Yeah, innuendo, what's that called Oh no. No, I'm not going to read that. Was, uh, Micah, behave.
1: Honestly, Micah. <laughs> God, I can't read if, that
2: out. I really can't read that out. Uh, I,
1: I tell you, for those, of you who, for those of you guys and girls who listen to the audio podcast, you really need to get uh, onto YouTube. Uh, on a Saturday morning and, yeah. and check out the chat room in here because, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, these uh, these uh, listeners in here are, are a crazy bunch and uh, they do have some uh, rather interesting things to say. Indeed, absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's why you catch me laughing randomly in the middle of a oh, very right. serious
2: story because of something somebody's put in the chat room. So we've got a
1: little snippet of some uh, yep. the air shows that are going on yep. in so the UK. So we're going to be focusing UK. on
2: May, obviously, because that's only a couple of days away. Yeah.
1: So uh, May then, so we've got, uh, so it's Saturday the 30th actually, which is tom- yep. uh, today, and tomorrow, yep. which is the 1st of May, uh, it's the Atomic Vintage Festival at Sywell Airdrome in Northamptonshire. Um, they've got rock and roll music, they've got market stalls, uh, and also a flying and, and stuff from different aircraft. And, and old vintage cars as well, which of course. Good. And,
2: and, and uh, as Dan uh, mentioned in the chat room, uh, Dan Hannington mentioned in the chat room at the start of the show. Actually, on the first of May, this is Sunday. It's the first of the what we like to refer to probably as the bigger of the air shows, being the Abingdon Air and Country Show, um, and that's uh, one of the first major shows of the year. Is the Abingdon Air and Country Show? The show has grown into a well-respected event, attracting a wide range of different displays from the military and civilian worlds. And that's, uh, as I say, that's on the first. So that starts tomorrow. Uh,
1: on the 8th of May um, in the UK, we've got the Shuttleworth season premiere air show. The Shuttleworth, a very popular air show here uh, in the UK. Uh, it's at uh, the Old Warden Aerodrome in Bedfordshire. And uh, they've got uh, quite a good lineup for uh, for this, uh, this, uh, their first premiere air show for yes. this year, including the Red Arrows, the uh, Battle of Britain Memorial Flight. Uh, they've also got the Bristol Blenheim there. Um, they've also got lots of, I mean, they've got a lot of display aircraft. They've got some 330 extras. Um, they've also got a de Havilland DH 88 Comet there as well. Um, uh, and a whole a Bristol F2B fighter, an Avro 504K. Mm. They've also got an Avro triplane there and uh, a, Bri- a Bristol box kite. God, I haven't seen one of those for a few years. Yeah. And that's at the Shuttleworth season premiere air show, which is on Sunday, the 8th of May.
2: Indeed. On the Saturday, the 14th and 15th of May, we have. The uh, Stow... Ma- I'm not even sure how to pronounce it Marys. Ma- Mary's? Mary's? Stowe Mary's Fly-In. Uh, so it's uh, uk. Apologies if I've pronounced that incorrectly. It's the opening aviation event of the year at Stow Mary World War I Aerodrome. Uh, and the participating aircraft so far is the Brits- Bristol Scout, uh, the Sopwith Snipe, uh, and the Albatross DVA and uh, they've got the RAF and b 2 e there as well so uh, 21st of May is at home with the Shuttleworth Air Show uh, and that's one of the most exciting aspects of Shuttleworth is being able to get up close to the aircraft and vehicles so this year's at home is
1: replacing our traditional evening air show and uh, moving on Saturday the 28th of May the Sky Live Air Show at Durham Tees Valley Airport in County Durham and uh, they've got uh, the Red Arrows are going to be there as well. They've got a busy season this year. Mm. Uh, they've also got uh, Eurofighter Typhoon uh, there as well from 29th Squadron. And also the BBMF, the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight, mm. are going to be there on the 28th and 29th of May. Yes. It's the American Air Show. At, I think we
2: should see if we can get to this. If yeah, we, yeah, that's
1: at the Imperial War Museum at Duxford, Cambridgeshire, here oh, in yeah. the UK. Uh, That's going to be an absolutely awesome day. There's a massive, massive uh, list of aircraft participating there, at uh, at there, including the Red Arrows, uh, and also uh, the Patrouille de France, who are going to be there on Saturday only. The display team, Uh, the Sally B, will obviously be there. That's Mm. because the Duxford Aviation Museum is obviously the home of the uh, B17G, the Flying uh, Fortress Sally B. There's also be uh, some uh, P51 Mustangs there, some Spitfires. Uh, Obviously the the Havilland uh, DH-89 Dragon Rapides will be doing their flights there during the day as well which uh, members of of the public can go up and have a flight on as well which I done last year which was awesome uh, to go on one of those. And just a massive array of aircraft going to be there. I was actually, as I say, I was, uh, Mike was just saying in the chat room, he was always wanted to go to the museum in Duxford. And uh, if you do get the
2: chance, it's a fantastic museum. Don't waste your time with the ones in London, honestly. No. The Imperial War Museum in London, for me, as, as I've said before, has been absolutely ruined by the the alterations they made to it for me personally. Um, but uh, yeah so that's a uh, superb superb
1: museum that's the end of this month 28th yes. 29th yeah absolutely if i if, if, if
2: i'm if i'm not um,
1: working i'll we'll we'll uh, we'll go there we'll we'll see we'll 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 if we drive, can persuade yeah. them to let us come and do a show from there also just one before we finish this part on the show on the 29th of may yeah. uh, there's a really good one uh, it's the cold war jets open day uh, and this is at bruntingthorpe proving ground in lutterworth leicestershire um, the days are open to the public. The gates open at 9 and uh, they taxi the aircraft. There's some, some of the uh, really old Cold War jets mm. that they've got there. I haven't been there actually yet. So have you been to Bruntingthorpe? No, there, I have no,
0: no, I've been to Cosford um, and uh, Duxford, are the most recent ones I've been to, but I've been to Bruntingthorpe No.
1: No, it's supposed to be a really good day there, so that's on the 29th of May uh, this year. So there we go. That's some air show news for uh, this week. Obviously, there's loads, loads, loads more air shows going on through the uh, throughout the UK and Europe as well yep. um, during uh, during 2016. We'll uh, we'll give you news on those. Um, don't forget as well, me and Matt this week had our um, had our very kindly our media accreditation given to us by yes. Farnborough
3: very uh,
1: for the Farnborough Air Show uh, this year. They uh, they very kindly accepted us and uh, they they're sending us our mm. various shiny... Uh, um, ID badges through the post soon mm-hmm. for the air show this year. So, me and Matt will be at Farnborough uh, International, which is obviously where we're going to meet up with the APG crew. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeff, uh, Steph, and Rick hopefully will be there as well. And yeah. also, Captain Al. Nice to meet them in person. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Captain Al will be there as well. He's uh, Captain Al's actually staying in the same uh, hotel as me and Matt. Oh, no. <laughs> <The rest of laughs> which will design. be interesting. Don't tell me that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're, we're hoping that Pip will be able to come as well. we yes. will kind yeah. of. Uh, if he's Got any sense he will stay away? Oh. <laughs> so that should uh, that should be good. And also, uh, we are just waiting to hear back from uh, the guys at the Royal International Air Tattoo at uh, Fairford mm. uh, in Gloucestershire for Riyadh this year. Uh, yeah. We hopefully will be. We've uh, We're got be there on our, Sunday, aren't we? our, well. yeah, yeah. Our accreditation, media accreditation for that show as well. So we'll be there with. Uh, with our usual uh, T-shirts on and stuff. Uh, so if any of you guys... you are at any of those air shows, then yeah. do, do come, sure and see us. come and
2: say hello. We like, we like to meet our listeners.
1: Yeah, we like, definitely like to meet. We met uh, we met, um, uh, Matty we met, Fab yeah. last year oh, at uh, React. Yeah, me and Pip had a sit-down and ah, chat with Matty cool. Fab at yeah. uh, React last uh, and, year.
2: And, and Dan, of course, Dan. Was and there Dan, recording. yeah.
1: Dan we met Hannington. Dan Hannington yeah. as well at React last year. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he was uh, awesome to talk to and also to get some camera tips off as well. Anyone who wants to know anything about... Aerial photography, yeah, as it or, yeah. or taking photos of uh, of uh, aircraft in the air. Well, I think it's Please safe to do say that after
2: safe to say after your little chat with with Dan, your photographs are actually worth looking at now. I know, I do really a- actually. Yeah.
1: Matt Matt is not uh, not too wrong there. He, no, he no. So if you want to uh, check out some of the photos from uh, Dan Hannington, if you take yourself over to Instagram mm-hmm. and type in D H uh, underscore aviation underscore photography. Mm. Uh, you'll find Dan Harrington's photos on there of aircraft and they are amazing. Yeah, I, we were talking are. to David yeah. actually before we started the show and um, you know, it, it, we were just saying that you know, we just don't know how Dan gets some of these photos because they literally look like he's laying underneath the aircraft as they fly over. So <laughs> yeah,
0: there must be some incredible lens
1: work Yeah, I, know. There, I think, know. I think, yeah. I think Dan's, Dan's lens probably costs the same as my house. Right, OK. Oh, good. So.
2: Lovely. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. It is time now to grill our guest.
1: <laughs> yes. So uh, we have be afraid. be very afraid. I oh, know <laughs> we have uh, had uh, obviously a guest in the studio with us today, and uh, David's been very kind to join us on the show. Yeah. For those of you who watched the hundredth episode of Plane Talking UK, which we've done at the Aviation Museum at Norwich in the Vulcan, uh, David uh, came along uh, with his partner Sophie and joined us to brave the cold. And uh, obviously, not only is uh, is David a massive uh, fan of all things that fly, but he's also heading off uh, to a certain flight training school in the Ooh, UK. Indeed, I am. And uh, yeah, so tell us uh, tell us a bit about
0: that, then, David. So, um, basically, in June this year, so only a couple of months' time, I'll be heading off to CTC Aviation in um, Southampton, and I'm down there doing all my ground school bits and bobs um, until uh, December, about Christmas time, and then. In, uh, when is it, January next year, I then head over to New Zealand to actually do some flying. Wow. New Zealand? Yes, New Zealand, uh, Hamilton Airport in New Zealand, uh, we I actually get to take to the skies. Wow. Very cool. Wow. So so,
1: so how, how did all this uh, start then, uh, <laughs> uh, David? It's what, a bit of a
0: strange one. I mean, like everyone I'm sure that's listening and in the chat room and everything, I've been had an interest in planes and, um, and flight simulator and plane spotting and anything plane related. And... Um, I always, I wasn't really, I didn't think I should say that I could pursue the dream really of becoming a pilot until I kind of looked into it about, I guess it was 18 months ago now, I looked into it uh, more thoroughly and realised it is actually possible and I went to lots of different open days at lots of different places, um, went through numerous selections, uh, medicals and um, I've got in, so uh, the future starts here.
3: Yeah. Wow,
1: is it? Because uh, obviously there is a cost in implication to learning <laughs> to fly, as I know myself. But you know, what what are the kind of rough sort of yeah? No, costs I've got no such.
0: qualms really about talking about it. I don't think it's a bit of a taboo subject. But yeah. the the I tallied it up this morning before I came here. And oh dear, cried. I bet you wish you hadn't now. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, the cost of my training is uh eighty eight thousand eight hundred pounds to be precise
1: nice. wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah going to go
0: lie <laughs> so a do, you,
3: do
1: you have to fund that yourself I mean it's, is there a, a kind of a, a scheme or something that? You it's can basically
0: do, um, it's kind of called self-funded but obviously I don't have that kind of money yeah. laying around so it's um, a huge loan really or more of a mortgage yeah. um, that I have to take out um, really to pay for it Gosh. or to pay for most of it some of it can be done from savings if you've saved a little bit of money mm, but yeah. the majority of it is a, a loan really wow wow, yeah. wow.
1: So have you done much flying at the this moment? Is the, I was is kind just, of dreading
0: this question because I was uh, in Air Cadets all through through my uh, teenage years and then I but didn't get the chance to fly with Air Cadets so I went a bit um, stingy with my um, squadron. <laughs> and then before I went to all this I did a taster lesson at Cambridge because I thought that I'm not going to go to any kind of selection days having not flown. Um, so I did a couple of taster sessions at um, Cambridge Airfield and went up in a 172 there. Um, but that is it for now and really? I'm kind of, I kind of feel like I'm doing it a disjustice saying that because I know a lot of people have got PPLs and everything and go into this but this is the kind of scheme where you can go into it um, having not flown any experience really I didn't want to go with having none but it is a, mm. a zero two to pilot scheme
1: yeah because a lot of people like uh, Matty Fab as you know he, he, he got his PPL and he's now moving on to train for his uh, his, his kind of commercial His yeah NTPL. a lot of people
0: did it that way but I must say um, I mean, I would, if I'd have had a bit more, um, got into it a bit younger, I think that would have been the best way to go about it, certainly. Um, but there was a lot of people, I mean, in fact, on my selection day, which was crazy, um, there was only one other person that had actually flown before, and the others hadn't even flown really? at all, which I found incredible. No, right? I'm amazed, yeah. I uh, felt almost, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of <laughs> felt guilty, and I feel guilty for the people that have invested time and, yeah. and effort into doing it, and there's me kind of going along saying, I'd, I'd love to be a pilot and everything, with with very limited experience, really.
1: So what are the kind of things at CTC, what are they going to uh, train you there, what, what's the kind of syllabus? As so the, the syllabus
0: go? is, as you will know, because you're doing the exams at the moment, the PPL <laughs> exams, the, it's yeah. uh, the ATPL exams. Um, and I do pretty much, in six months, I do the 14 exams. I won't go through all of them, but it's just like all the exams that you can <laughs> imagine. And that's done in, in a six-month block, so it's just six months of pure ground school for six months, getting all those out of the way. Um, and that it takes me from June till Christmas time, and then after that it is the actual flying in New Zealand, where we go through all those like single engine flying and then multi engine failure stalls, everything like that
1: Wow
2: wow actually uh, uh mother 's just saying in the chat room that uh, it's actually uh, it 's actually more common than you think essentially is what she 's saying is a pretty common loads of applicants have very little experience when they arrive so uh, don 't feel guilty about it' essentially
0: yeah it is i I kind of do feel a little bit because um it's just i think it's a big thing to go into. I'm not taking it lightly, the amount of money that's involved and the time. It's not something you can just be like, oh, I'll fancy being a pilot today. I'll go to CTC. I did do a huge and huge amount of research into it and um, costs, even though it's a huge amount, but, but ways around it and, and ways to get through,
1: really. Yeah, because there are other flight schools obviously in the UK. Yeah, um, yeah. But CTC, are probably the one that the ones that I I you know I've heard of through the publications that I read and online and, C- and everyone's yeah. heard of CTC. Um,
0: CTC were my first choice, and the major part of that was because of the the links they have with, with our, their partner airlines. I mean, um, a lot of people will have heard people talking about their MPL schemes. Mm. which are run airline-specific, um, I think British, British Airways, Virgin, EasyJet, um, that's just a few of them. Um, they all run their MPL schemes through CTC. So for me, that, that spoke a lot about that, that the airlines trust right. the training that CTC provide. Yeah. Um, so therefore, it kind of stands you in quite good stead. So I think, really? well,
1: well, let's go to the horse's mouth, yeah, as it were. If, if they trust uh, them, they must be. Yeah. they must be half good, would really? So yeah. once you've finished this, the, the training, obviously you've done the bits of CTC, so you'll, you'll do all those exams and stuff, and then you go to New Zealand mm-hmm. and, and do the multi-engine yep, yep, bits yep, yep. and pieces. But after why after do, all why that, New Zealand, by the way. Um,
0: but there's a few reasons really. Um, airspace is a bit of a problem in the UK, <laughs> right? Uh, fair enough. Bit
1: cosy, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> and also the weather is kind of yeah. slightly. Um, you More can't rely on, rely on it, really. yeah. yeah. if you have yeah. to do a certain amount of flying in a small amount of time, you can't, as Carlos will know, you can't, you can't yeah. rely on English weather. No, I mean, no. CTC send cadets to Hamilton in New Zealand and also um, Phoenix in Arizona, oh. Pure, both for the same reasons, really, the weather and the airspace. Yeah.
1: So after you've, you've been to New Zealand, you've done your, your multi-engine stuff, mm-hmm. what happens then? Where do you come we, back to we the UK? We then
0: come back, um, yeah, we fly a few flights out of uh, Bournemouth Airport, which is what CTC use down there, um, and then also... Most of my time then is a few months spent um, in the simulators, um, full motion simulators at CTC. Wow, um, doing I, I can't actually remember what they call, what they call it, but it 's like a jet orientation course, or it was their equivalent of it really.
1: We've got a ch- uh, question in the chat room then uh, from uh, a, a young chap called Pilot Pip, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> young <laughs> And uh, Pip has asked, uh, "Do you plan to buy a type rating on completion at CTC?"
3: Now, what, what do you mean by that? Somebody so explain the, like that the, to
0: me. The type rating is the like aircraft specific, so you can come out. I can come out of CTC being a fully fledged, qualified pilot, or nearly. Um, but you're not actually qualified to fly any particular planes. You then okay. need to do a, a type rating on an A320 or a, right. or a 737. Okay. You can't. You're going can to be type rated on a on okay. a certain plane, so you don't come out. And then you're a pilot, yeah. you have to pay yeah, it right. yeah, So I'll oh, uh, answer the question. Um, I would love to say no, I don't want to. Obviously, I don't want to, but the, the reality is that a lot of airlines now, are, or certainly the entry cadet pilots like I will be, are having to pay for their own type rating, right. unfortunately. Okay. Um, a few of them, if you get lucky, are like, uh, they're like underwriting the loans that you have to take out on top. Right. Um, Blimey. But, <laughs> yeah, it is something that certainly to consider that will have to be done afterwards, Um, Yeah.
1: It is a huge it. financial undertaking Yeah, it's day, absolutely it? huge it and so is I mean, it, it, as you said It is like just buying a house You know, yeah. it's, it's I literally you know.
0: All these forms I was filling in It's like It says mortgage application at the top And it just really? scares, scares Very, very scary stuff But I mean It's just a, It's a complete dream of mine And something that I've kind of weighed up in Long enough, really That I'm going to have to go for it, really
1: so, Tony S. in the chat room, uh, another question for you, David. Where do you see yourself in aviation in 10 years' time? In 10
0: years' time?
1: Um, hopefully. Hopefully. hopefully.
0: All being well, yes. <laughs> I mean, in straight out of CTC, I'll have to, will not have to, but I would be like, be aiming for jobs, I should say, with the carriers such as EasyJet and Ryanair, because there's only a few carriers which take cadets with, very, very, very few hours. It won't have a peak right. of jobs, um, so I'll have to uh, sort of earn my um, my full ATPL there. And then in ten years' time, with a few more hours under my belt, I would like to think I would be pff, a larger airline. Really, I'm not too picky. Um, I'd love to work for a UK-based airline, but I realise that if there isn't jobs around, yeah. I may have to go elsewhere. But if I could be working for a UK-based airline. So um, someone like Virgin or or Virgin, BA that's BA of thing, would be yeah. absolutely amazing yeah. that would be incredible but there we go. So we that's the dream. Dream. that's that's the dream essentially it's actually dream.
2: is actually sort of essentially do well what, what, what cap you know uh, cap pilot pip and uh, yeah. cap and jeff like, and that sort of thing. I don't know, do. you know, know a few a people
0: Nick. in the chat room might know you don't get a a full ATPL until you've done one and half thousand hours. Um, well, <laughs> so that, yeah. so <laughs> that's, that's that's actually impossible to do during the time that I'll be training so you have to get taken on as a cadet, um, not having a full uh, license, a full mm-hmm. ATPL, so to speak. So there wasn't many, I couldn't just go around the world with my, with my brand-new frozen ATPL and apply for a job. I need to uh, go to an airline that will yeah. let me get the hours up, yeah. such as those that, like EasyJet and Ryanair and, and the smaller smaller
1: airlines, really. Jacob Darlington-Brown in the chat room uh, has asked, uh, Sir, uh, do you uh, do your ATPL exams first? Um, let me just read
3: that.
0: So, we, yeah, we do the 14 exams before we even step foot in a plane, basically. The, the ground school in Southampton is just exams. I think there's a pretty much 6 months solid of, of just exams. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, you can't wait. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: Glenn, Glenn Taylor's put in the chat room as well. He's put, the weather should be good from January onwards. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in New thinking, Zealand. That's what I was thinking. That's what yeah. yeah. pla-
0: Good planning there, I think. Well, that kind
2: awesome. of makes sense, as you say, because the, the one thing, I mean, the amount, I mean, we were saying it earlier, but like the, the one thing that, that always goes up against you every time you try to go up there is the weather. You so reliant on the yeah. weather. So you can, yeah. you can put the time aside, you've booked the plane, you've got your instructor all lined up, and then you have a few days like what we've had here where it's been... Yeah. either frozen or chucking it down with snow in april as only the uk knows how um and of course all that all that planning and then, then so you are no know further forward yeah.
1: um i mean the, our flying school operates a system where we have an online booking system mm-hmm. where yeah. you can go online sign in and you can book a date and a time slot with your instructor of choice and you know you get you i always go ahead book those dates put them a week in advance and nine times out of ten yeah. You know, the day before it's glorious, like it yeah. is outside today, sunshine, and then the following day it's um, snowing. Yes, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, typical yeah. England for you. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, seem, it seems like yeah, everything to do with flying is kind of um, you know, is, is hampered in some way. So
0: I have heard a few people say that have um, been through um, CTC and other other training organisations that have flown abroad, especially in America in, or wherever, in really nice weather. That they do come back to England, and they're like, oh, there's a cloud. Oh, what do I do with the cloud? And it, yeah. if <laughs> yeah, you do experience yeah, yeah. One of those? different kinds yeah. of weather, that maybe you wouldn't experience elsewhere, but it's, it's all good experience. It? Well,
2: there's lots of comments in the chat room where people saying sort of good luck, uh, David. Yeah. So
0: everybody's rooting for you, and obviously we will keep
2: uh, keep you uh, up to date if David allows with with progress. One yeah, of the questions I've, they were oh, saying in
0: here was, um, do you know actually how much it costs for a type rating? Just out of I wouldn't. Don't please do not quote me on this. And um, no, I know okay. that different airlines could charge you different amounts, mm. but I would say in the region of between twenty and thirty thousand pounds. Flipping <laughs> <heck>. wow, <laughs> <so> <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> car. That's a nice yeah, Audi. That's yeah. A nice yeah,
1: yeah, that's a very yeah, nice yeah, car. Absolutely, yeah. Miler's um, uh, put in the chat room. Did you choose the MPL or ATPL route?
0: That's, yeah. So um, my ATPL. So the MPL is airline specific. The ATPL is is non airline specific. Probably most of you know, and I, I think, I would have preferred an MPL route if I'm if I'm completely honest, and I'd prepared like prepared myself, should I say, right from school. I think one of the best routes to go to is probably an MPL because of the security you get. It's airline specific, and although you're not guaranteed a job at the end, you 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 know that you're you're very likely to get the job at the end because the airline has, has picked you yeah. basically. Mm, Whereas yeah. with mine, um, I go through the training and hope fun job at the end mm. basically yeah. so I think the MPL because of the costs involved is probably a, a I wouldn't say wiser but yeah. you kind of a bit more yeah. security perhaps there. less risk yeah so there is slightly is, less yeah. risk Yeah, although it yeah. is airline specific so you can't if you've done let's mm-hmm. say a virgin MPL you're then have to do i think some kind of different course to fly for a different airline. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah tony yes has asked a really good question actually in the chat room uh david yeah that's uh, what sacrifices have you had to make wow. um to, yeah. to to do what you're doing
0: yeah well sophie's in the chat room you're yeah. Her, but... <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely. let's, <laughs> no, let's all think... ask sophie let's wait for sophie to come back with reply <laughs> what am... are the sacrifices yeah i'm kind of in a in a good position in that i don't i don't i don't have a mortgage or kids or a, a wife or anything as yet so yeah. i don't have them those financial ties um at the moment to kind of hold me back i don't obviously the the money is a huge huge undertaking but i don't have to worry about like i say paying for wife yeah. um children mortgage anything like that so yeah. i'm obviously jobs i have, have to leave behind but to to better myself really but nothing. I, yeah. can, I can see people in those positions where so you can't... So, essentially, leave. if you're going to do it, essentially, now really is the time. Yeah, I guess younger so is... If you're going to live the dream, if you like. Then, yeah, then younger then. is better. I mean, I'm 27 yeah. now, so I think any older than this, I'd have been a bit having second thoughts about it. I thought, if I don't do it now, I never will. So, yeah. um, now's the time, really. Yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah. So, so, so Sophie, Sophie has replied in the chat, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I
0: think she's being very polite.
2: <laughs> and uh,
1: Pip has put, good luck. Yeah, I, I good luck, i be... Yes. I did...
0: I know that Pip and Al have everything spoken about um, these schemes and uh, not always favourably, I might say, and I completely understand where they're coming from because uh, the modular route that others have gone through might give you a better kind of grounding yeah. um, in the business and as a career, but uh, this scheme has proven track record, really, with schemes like this. and um, and there's huge amounts of money, um, and I do see that there's obviously less experience from the cadet pilots when they come through, mm. um, and only time will tell, really, if, if yeah. that is a bad, bad to the pilots, but it is a scheme, and they do have very good success rates. So, but yeah. I do understand, really, uh, with what you're yeah. saying about. Have, the
1: have you sort of thought at all, David, about sort of going along the lines of kind of what PIP does? Because obviously, PIP works for SafeJet, um, who are a kind of bizjet. jet kind of. Have you sort of thought of possibly that, that kind of avenue, oh, a business jet? I would absolutely love to, but um,
0: I think they're in the same position where it's that it's that one and a half thousand hours yeah. that I would need, really. Um, yeah. Getting that first job straight out of training, not having one and a half thousand hours, is, I think, is going to be one of the main struggles. And I'm gonna, I know I'm going to have to be flexible, and I'm not really picky with what, sort of who I'd work yeah. with. It's just about hour building. Yeah. Um, and once I get those hours up to one and a half thousand, I wouldn't say have choice of jobs, but you certainly have more options open to you.
2: So when you finish the course, mm-hmm. um, what, um, how many hours will, will you have essentially uh, under your belt? Uh, uh,
0: approximately 250 hours right. of flying really, so not a huge amount. In very, New
1: Zealand, wow. In New Zealand. Oh, there's a few hours in Bournemouth, but yeah, mostly in New mostly Zealand. Mostly
2: in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, New Zealand is one of the most beautiful places yeah. I've ever had, had the yeah. privilege of visit. I think visit, Glenn, so Glenn
1: cool. Tal will agree with that, I think. Definitely yeah. in the chat room, yeah. Yeah, so, um So, sort of lastly, and um, sort of rounding up then, uh, questions kind of we yep. we normally ask uh, at, yeah. at this time of <laughs> the day. Um, given the choice, David, of any aircraft in the world either flying or retired or, or, or not with us anymore if you were t- if someone said to you Here's, your, your licence is here you can fly you can do anything you like what would you uh, like to jump into more, <laughs> <can> jump to <laughs> anything any at all it could be, yep, it could yep, be yep. commercial or military or, or I, uh, to me
0: I think it's always been iconic is the, the 747 whether it's right from the first days right to the, the uh, Dash 8 now and the 800 I think that kind of to me, when I was growing up, was a th- like a thing, a queen of the skies, you couldn't, that is the epitome of an aeroplane, really, to me. And I, I probably will never get the chance to fly one because they're all being phased out, but to me, that is, that's the, the be, and be all and end, really. and end all. Yeah, 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 it really is.
1: Wow, and an airline, if you, if you could uh, go jump into an airline now and go and, and, and work for them Oh, if
3: I could off, work for an airline? The um,
0: well, I hadn't thought about that one. Uh, who's listening? I think <laughs> I'll probably
2: say... Very diplomatic, no, well I done, think, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I think... Uh... British Airways or any yeah. other that I'm huge ones right. really you know there's the stability really I think you'd get yeah. with, with airlines like, like Etihad that. any one of those Yeah, where,
2: yeah, just yeah.
0: The, the big players if you
1: like any yeah. of those big players really oh, obviously Nick is, is listening so um, yeah, yeah. Virgin would be absolutely incredible
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well as I say I'm sure I speak on behalf of everyone who's listening right now or in the chat room and everything we all wish you the very
1: best of yes, luck yes we do what Thank is a good. crazy crazy project and please and do keep yeah. us up to date with yeah, lure, um, um, your flying and stuff
0: I've started writing a blog and I'm trying to think of Name for it, so it hasn't been published Ooh, yet. When okay. I, when I yeah. do, um, I'll let you guys know. And we'll we'll pass it. it we'll open that
2: up to the chat rooms. If anybody's
0: got any ideas yeah. for, for, for David's a, blog, uh, a, keep it family friendly, <laughs> eh, children? There's a, there's a few websites. <laughs> there's a few websites I've kind of reserved, but yeah. I'm not sure yet no, which, which one which are, are going to decide. But, well, me. when it's out, I'll let you know, and Lovely. hopefully I'll keep Excellent. putting things on there. Okay, Excellent. there may even be a podcast in the offing. Who
1: knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, perhaps perhaps while you're in New Zealand when you get out there, David, we could perhaps link up with you via yeah, via Skype yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, I'd love there. to.
3: So,
2: so, we will make it our mission to monitor your progress. Oh, yeah, it'll it be an honor and a to, pleasure, really, whenever yeah, through the
0: exams yeah, and the flying, cool. it'll be brilliant
1: well
2: thank you very much David that is where we bring episode uh, number 110 to a close it's been a good old show not it
1: it's been a lovely
2: show yeah it has yeah, it's been really, really good. good and it's good. sunny outside and everything I know yeah, absolutely
1: so David how, how's it been then come on you, well, you, you've jumped into uh, to, into the fire here with us, us here chaos. in the uh, studio my,
0: yeah. my nerves are finally calmed I think by this <laughs> point in the show but yeah, yeah, no it's, yeah, yeah. I've got up my utmost aberration for all everything that's going on in here in the kitchen studio <laughs> it's just a studio really but, yeah. but thank you so much for inviting me on it's been absolutely Absolutely. brilliant thank thank you for for driving over here it's nice to have a guest in the studio actually i I know anytime good fun
2: Yeah, maybe
1: not when you're in New Zealand, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But when
2: you're type-rated, you fly
3: over here. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Come and Norwich. land at Norwich.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've, got, you've got low. I mean, you can see in the chat room in front of you, uh, David, there's lots yeah, of people you. there wishing you good luck. Yeah, thank um, you to everyone, really. It's, uh,
0: yeah. Incredible
1: to hear that, really. It's, uh, yeah, From all yeah. around the globe as Indeed. well. Exactly. Yes.
0: Incredible stuff.
1: So as Matt said, that is where we're going to bring episode 110 of the Plane Talking UK podcast to a close. I'd like to thank everyone in the chat room for joining us today uh, early in the morning for some of you guys or late at night for, uh, for some of you guys as well. But no, thanks for everyone in the chat room who's there and um, yeah, really appreciate it. And don't forget to uh, join us uh, next Saturday yep. for our, our next show. And we'll put the links as always in the on on Facebook. So Matt, where can people find us if they yeah. don't already
2: know? If you don't already know, the usual places. So we find us on Facebook, it's Facebook.com forward slash plain talking UK. Uh, Twitter, our Twitter handle is at plain talking UK, youtube.com forward slash Talking UK. The website www.plaintalkinguk.com. and of course let's not forget uh, you can find us uh, you can email us directly with podcast at plaintalkinguk.com and We love to get your audio feedback. If you want to uh, leave us some audio feedback, but maybe find that uh, uh, doing it, sort of emailing it to us and stuff is uh, a little bit perhaps beyond your remit, why not use your mobile phone? If you've got uh, a telephone, uh, you're able to phone the UK and it doesn't cost you a lot. I know a lot of people now have sort of tariffs and things where you can phone from the States to the UK, etc., for next to nothing. Our telephone number, if you want to phone us in the studio, is 01223 911 355. Uh, if you're phoning outside of the UK, That would be plus four four one two two three nine one one three five five. Uh, If we aren't here to answer your call in person, that sometimes may happen because when I'm parked up, uh, I I will often be signed in. Uh, You can just leave us a
1: voicemail. And uh, as I say, if you want to leave us some audio feedback, we can include it in next week's show. And just for the benefit of uh, Tony S in the chat room. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh no <laughs> yes yes the old Grey part. of course you can do that let's not forget that Patreon is a major part of what helps to keep this show on the air. And uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash plain talking UK, you can find uh, our Patreon links there.
1: All the links that you need are on our website, www.plaintalkinguk.com. Yes, don't forget, we uh, we really do appreciate all our Patreon donors, yeah. and that does obviously help to, uh, to pay for all our server fees, hosting fees, website fees. And also the equipment and our travelling costs to the yep. air shows for this two year. This year. The yeah. two, two, big two big ones this year. Two big ones this year. Yeah. And also our trip we have got planned for... Which uh, we can't tell anyone which about. Which we can't <laughs> tell anyone about because it's all a very big secret. But very
2: exciting. But yeah. David
1: knows all about it. So, does, yeah, um So absolutely. there we go. Hush, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, We turn that yeah. off now, no. Everyone's getting a bit too comfortable. I know, absolutely, yes. Yeah. A
2: smoking jacket on, pipe slippers, the lot. Yes, so come on, time to wrap up.
1: Boys so that's girls. it then. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us on the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another thrilling instalment of the Plain Talking St- UK podcast. Steady on, old chap. <laughs> <laughs> so Please, from me, steady. Carlos, it is a wonderfully sunny goodbye from me. From David. It is a very, very sunny, surprisingly sunny, yeah.
0: uh, a goodbye from me. Where am I? There, yeah. I am. <laughs> there hey. we are. And from me, so in the corner here, pressing all the buttons.
2: From all of us here in the studio, it is goodbye! Goodbye!
0: goodbye.